Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 59. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth and Steve. So hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Why? Can we can we restart? I don't like Steven's intro. I'm just going to do the same one. That's true. I think I think what we heard is, is what we got. Damn it. The good news is like you can it? edit it in post, and AI is so good. Actually, you don't even need the AI. You can just put a funny sound effect in there. Does does Steven actually sound like a 1960s Awooga horn? Find out. It's I, the, I was um, speaking of a it's the bear from Banjo-Kazooie. Why? And then he gives you a diggy. Man, I... Banjo-Kazooie is such a great game. Banjo-Tooie, though. Now that's the, <laughs> man, sequel that did everything well. Everyone go play Banjo-Tooie right now. This is a threat. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen Banjo-Tooie. Yes, it's a threat. <laughs> man. <laughs> We haven't, even, we haven't even been recording for a minute and Steve's already threatened the audience. I feel like that's a new record. Good. <laughs> Good. Double also, down. Double down. You know what also is a record? Banjo-Tooie. Go play it. <laughs> you know what? I've heard, I've heard that uh, audio podcast listeners are more scared of you than you are of them. What are they going to do? Press pause. Don't, don't, no, no, no. Don't, don't. Steve, don't go there. They can, they, they can one-star this podcast. Don't. Don't. Oh, you don't need to yeah, the drop, idea drop, in the head. Drop, yeah, drop that one. Drop that one. Anyway, um, so uh, Josh is away this week. Uh, where is he this time? Uh, Seth, I think, I think you had some theories? Uh, he went back to Clown College. I thought he was in the underwater level of Clown College. The, the uh, underwater classy, if you would. Was, I was really hoping that between the two of you, we wouldn't have something that we've already said Josh has <laughs> so, said before. But so this time first he- one was Clown College, second one was underwater. And I was like, oh, okay, Clown College, fuck. So what's happened is um, uh, that, you know, you know that tiny car that holds so many clowns in there um, and it's just impossible that they all fit in there, but somehow they do. Yeah, one of the those one that's apparently and- also containing Atlantis. Yes, go on. Yeah, uh, one of those um, fell into the ocean with Josh inside. <laughs> One of one of those was painted to look like the um the the Lotus from James Bond, the one that turns into the the, the Aquata, you know, the, the little submarine car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, except the problem the, the the problem was uh it was it was engineered by me, so uh, it wasn't waterproof at all, and it just it just filled up. It didn't even change. It, it, it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just painted <laughs> to look like that. No, no, no. I I I thought to myself, I thought, how do we how do we make this car go underwater? And I thought, well, why don't we just make it drive on the bottom? So I put a bunch of rocks in the floor. <laughs> Put rocks in the wheels as well. Yeah, so, the rocks. <laughs> so even when it's Turns driving, really, you just hear really the rocks rattling. <laughs> it's really good for making the car sink. Not very good for making the car like <laughs> drive underwater. Who knew? Well, if you put rock and roll, it uh, completes the set, doesn't it? Amazing. We've now been, we've now been, <laughs> <laughs> been for three minutes, and Steve has done his damnedest to kill everything that uh, that that's, that's that's been going he's on. He's friending the audience, and he's ruining your jokes. He has to be stopped. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I'm, I'm scared to stop him. He sent me pictures of wife and kids that I don't even have, but I suspect he went to the future and proactively took photos and then sent them back to my past self, which I don't even get. I, uh, I, it's it's not your wife and kids, it's that guy's wife and kids. And, and, and that guy. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, you, you walked into that one. You walked right into it, man. I didn't even get a chance to say the joke. Seth was already there. Like Just like that guy's wife, he was already there. I'm that guy. <laughs> that, <laughs> that 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 me now. <laughs> New wife who is. Would it would have been would have been more of a banger if if, if Steven Steven does uh, send photos of his wife and kids and just bluffed. Anyway, <laughs> it's actually a cry for help. <laughs> looking, looking for a way out. I'm just, well, just going to get smokes. Can you guys watch my kid? This yeah, is a I, I don't know about I don't know about you, Steve, but based on the last how the last four minutes of this podcast is going, it sounds like nothing but a cry for help. Anyway, um, round the lounge. Uh, Seth, what have you been up to this week? 
I have been doing multiple things. I played uh, the new Fierce Rhythm demo and I played Hi-Fi Rush all the way through. I, I have mixed feelings on Hi-Fi Rush. But overall, it's really good. And bid rhythm. Hey man, holy like, shit! This is, this is just the, this is just the run the lounge part. You don't have to like what you want to drop the full like IGN video review like now or no no no. Uh, this I'm isn't, saving the IGN uh, review uh, for this... Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! What what a rogue thing to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me let me guess. Let me guess. You went out and you were like, I'm gonna drop six hundred bucks on Hogwarts Legacy. No no no. I I got given a review code and I have multiple issues with the game, but it's getting a nine out of ten. <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? It's a good game. Oh, That's how the IGN review went. He listed like 20 complaints about the game. And he's like, but it's Harry Potter, so it's a 9 out of 10. Look, it does, look honestly. To be, to be fair, the, that's the Game Freak treatment, right? Yeah, yeah. That is that is the Pokemon hey, whoa, whoa, level whoa, scale. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's, whoa. Some, something about people in glass towers. But I don't think we should be mentioning um, IGN on this podcast. We're a reputable organization. Yeah, we follow Kotaku around here. Yeah. <laughs> Follow. They don't even give review scores anymore. They just write a bunch of paragraphs. And it's like, yeah, I, rec- I sort of recommend it. I'm like, I don't care. Gamatsu has entered the news section. And mm. the chat. We're, uh, we're, anyway. we're, press, we're press starts here. That's an Australian uh, journal. We're, we're, we're GameSpot, but like the, the old, like the, no, no, actually, no, no. Fuck no. We're, we're Cheap Planet. We're Cheap Planet Forums. There we go. Cheap Planet Forums. We're yeah. Game Facts. <laughs> Damn, we're not even reset error. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not doing that. Oh man, uh, this uh, I don't know how we got. I don't. I don't. Is this, is this a first? We 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 went on a wild tangent in the middle of around the lounge. I don't think we. I don't think we normally do that. Normally we're able to contain ourselves until the stuff talks about a few Final times. Fantasy. Has it? Yeah, it's. Been, there, there's been, been multiple times time. as well. There's been multiple times I've edited podcasts. I'm like, okay, so this is where around the lounge starts. Wait, is this someone's <laughs> week? No, no, no. We haven't finished around the lounge yet, but someone's just talking forever. <laughs> <laughs> you skip forwards and it's still in the lounge. You're like, where, where the fuck are we? You have to pull out the map that just says you are here, but you are here in the middle of fucking nowhere. Anyway, uh, Steve, what have you been up to this week? I have been playing um, a little driving game called Wreckfest. Um, okay, so other than how you go to and from your house, what have you been playing? Uh, yeah, no, same thing. It's, a, it's actually a, um, a simulator. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I was thinking of like a biography, but that's not quite, quite the word. <laughs> biography. Uh, well, the video direct. game is like based. Right, so maybe right, okay. This is the, the Stephen prediction. In the next ten years, we'll have biographical <laughs> games, and they'll be like biogamical. There you go. I've said it. Steve, Steve's, bio, Steve's biography is just wreck me. Ooh, no, it's that um, you know that that bunch of episode where Squidward's stuck in traffic. It's like that, but <laughs> or um, yeah. or the one where um, is it is it the fish that that starts really happy and then just does his nine to five for like. Or, or is that Squidward, where he does his nine to five for two months and just slowly goes insane? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that fish. Yeah. Um, oh man, I'm you, you can do that fish stuck. In well, at least I'm not stuck. In, I'm not stuck. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not stuck in traffic because I work from home a lot. So <laughs> You're stuck in traffic behind <laughs> behind my shitty attempt at an aquata with Josh's bloated corpse in it. <laughs> well, just me and these four walls. Me and these four walls and everybody else. Well, enough about my demons. Um... <laughs> So Wreckfest. cry for help, huh? <laughs> yes. Cool, cool. Why, as they say. <laughs> they definitely do not. Um, but yes, I've been playing Wreckfest. Um, uh, the definition of mid. Oh, oh jeez. That, that's harsh. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, thought <laughs> I thought you'd say something funny. Um, 
but she did not. Steve's just no, not sure whether not to double down. Like, fuck, maybe I was too harsh. So some, something being the definition of mid is like so harsh to me because if something's bad and maybe you get some enjoyment out of that, if something's good, then yeah, you're definitely getting enjoyment out of that. But mid is like a danger zone. How can you get enjoyment of something bad? I, I, don't, I don't, people are weird. I don't get that. Um, but yeah, yeah, but that's what I've been doing. You get to laugh um, at but- it. Um, but within the last week, I've had a bit of lower back pain, so I'm really coming to terms with my um, mortality. Um, so I'm really going to start getting out there and um, doing a, the exact same things I've done. So you're, you're playing the game of life? Uh, yep. Twists and turns, as they say. Snakes, snakes and ladders. Mostly yep. snakes. You're in Australia. It's mostly, um, it's, in fact, it's all snakes. It's, it's all cockroaches in my house. I've got a bit of a problem at the moment. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. Someone missed the memo when I said I wanted a house full of cocks. What I'm stuck with. <laughs> But that's fine. That's fine. It's just don't turn any, any of the lights on that don't come out. But that's, prevention is the best cure. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, do not like, so if, let so if there wasn't in. this much chaos on last week's episode. I don't. I don't know what to do. And it's all in my section. You're the um, host. You you host it. Yeah, like <laughs> do your job. Feel like I'm powerless to stop this man. <laughs> Cut me off. Somebody's talking. Nothing but problem. So Patrick, how uh, was your week? God gives his um, strongest battles to Steven his biggest cockroaches. How, <laughs> how did you fuck that quote up? I'm not very good. <laughs> now, now, now I'm baffled trying to think about my week and still pissed at you. Um, my, my week, uh, what, what, what have I done with my week? Um, basically, making good on my promise to actually try and finish Elden Ring. Uh, went through a bunch of bosses, uh, now up to Malakath the Black Blade, which can get absolutely fucked. Um, got it to within one hit a couple times, and just couldn't finish the job because I got spaced. Just, just a little, little back hop, and then the, then the old attack misses, and then, and then I feel bad, and I cry myself to sleep, but like more than normal. Actually, uh, yeah, about the classic. same as normal. It's just like there's, it's like a different priority list of why I'm crying that that night. Yeah, you, you know how. Do you it mean is. you have days where you're not crying yourself to sleep? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm always crying, but sometimes it's like, oh, it's about Malekith versus like, oh, it's about all the usual shit. So. Yeah, usual cock crashes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> why, why can't Steve just get his cocks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, feels good, skill so issue, cool. just get good, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I've been trying. Um, going, just eating, eating just like straight, um, uh, like spoonfuls of, of protein, ho- hoping to eventually get good. That works. Why? Uh, that's anyway, the Stephen catchphrase of the week. I, I realized I brought that up around the lounge. That's basically been my week, and that's basically my update. So, <laughs> All <laughs> I right. guess we just skim past me. Um, right, now we can get to 20 more minutes of me just shit talking. Um, yeah, definitely not going to do that. Uh, why don't we go through uh, Theater Rhythm, Seth? Yeah, sure. So, Theater Rhythm is the newest um, game in the Final Fantasy Rhythm game line. Um, first time it's going to be coming to consoles because the last. I think it was just two beforehand. They were both on the 3DS and they did relatively well as far as I know. But this time they're going all out. They've, re- they've removed the Final Fantasy name from the um, title this time because, hey, hey, they're going to do <laughs> DLC and all the DLC stuff seems to be other Square Enix properties. Um, oh, all right, blockchain. NFTs. Let's get, yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Babylon's Fall. Sharing a brain cell. Oh Here we go. Oh my God, they could do Babylon's Fall music in this. I didn't even think would about they? that because they, well, you, uh, they've shown off you that they're going to do Nier Automata. You wouldn't recognize <laughs> if it's if Babylon's Fall music. No one's played it. 
No, no, no. There'd be, there'd be the one guy, the, the guy who in his coronavirus <laughs> said the last player in Babylon's fall, he'd play theater with him and be like, no fucking way. <laughs> well, hey! <laughs> you know what? Update. What's the, um, what do you guys think the Babylon's fall Steam numbers are? Oh, shit. Uh, they, they close it at zero. It's not closed yet. It's no, closing no, it's in March. Yet. Yeah, it's got a little bit of time left. Um, oh, one. Active, active players, five. And last 24 hour high, 20. But no, I reckon it's like zero players now, one player in the 24 hour peak. Like, Jeez. So I'll, I'll go backwards. 24 hour peak is eight. Playing 21 minutes ago, one. I, I really hope it's that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> God, if it's, a different, if it's a different one guy, I'll be very sad. He's trying to juice himself up before he gets to go play <laughs> Babylon's Fall music and theater rhythm. That guy's wife. All right, all right. Steve, 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 buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Steven, Steven no. it's, it's time we drop the charade. This isn't, a, um, this isn't a podcast recording. This isn't an intervention. <laughs> all right, finally. Seth, it. it's, it's, it's time to, it's time to drop, <laughs> drop the charade. It's not a charade about Steve's intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it more meta. Um, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Steve, Steve, you have, you, have a, you have a choice before you. Uh, and on one hand, you, you have that guy's wife. On the other hand, you have the way or whatever the fuck you've started doing this episode. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on my hands and knees begging you. Pick one. Just, just pick one. <laughs> um, can I fuse them? No. That guy's way. <laughs> you can't <laughs> sacrifice summon. Your fucking right, catchphrase right. for this episode. All right, I'll do. I'll do Wahei. Wahei. I'll do it every time there's like a Wahei pause. Guy now? All right. Yeah, I'm a Wahei guy. I'm nothing but fresh per episode. We we get a new difficult Steve to put up with every week. God gives his uh, weirdest Steve to his strongest podcast friend. I mean, I that one up too. No, nah, actually, that one was pretty close. I'll we'll, we'll take that one. Um. Where the fuck were we? Oh, right. Yeah. So Babylon's Fall Guy. Um, well, really, we're in yeah, yeah, he, review. I, I hope Babylon's Fall Guy is uh, like listening to all the music he can to get ready for the Fiat Rhythm DLC drop. Do, do you think that'd be DLC in Fall Guys for Babylon's Fall Guys? I can't take this anymore. Uh, I don't think <laughs> so. These puns need to stop. Seth, buddy, you're talking about Final Fantasy. What the fuck did you think would happen? <laughs> I, I expect it to be interrupted, not to put up with shitty puns. <laughs> it's one or the other. Uh, you know what? Host privilege. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice someone and fuse both of these. <laughs> All right. Polymerize, polymerization, that shit. Anyway, Bed Rhythm is a really cute and fun game. The demo has 30 tracks, I think it was. It's a, it's a pretty decent number of tracks. Um, and it also has... I, a- I- Assume, I assume Theater Rhythm implies that it actually is a rhythm game. So what, what is the gameplay? What do you do with the 30 tracks? Yeah, so um, the demo has two gameplay styles that are in there. They're basically the same thing. It's just one is called a battle style and the other one is a field style. And uh, <laughs> No way. No fucking way. Um, the battle style- They look at Pokemon Legends colon Arceus and they're like, we need that. <laughs> They've, they've been doing this since the 3DS games. There's also a third one that's like, um, it's the same as a battle style, but they play um, FMVs in the background of the games uh, that have, uh, that's associated with that music. Wait, fuck. No, it's not, it's not Legends Colon Arceus. It's um, Pokemon Tournament. It's fucking Pokemon Tournament. Yeah, it's yeah. Pokemon Tournament. The, the, yeah, the two different phases. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the battle style is like you have um, 
four lines, one line representing each party member, and it's it's just kind of like fluff that it, that kind of exists. Um, but so kind of like rock bandy type thing, like different notes on different tracks. No, it's it's the same notes on different tracks. It's just a different type of like visual flair to it. So no matter, so like rock band, I'd imagine like you get green, red, yellow, blue, and so on as you do. Yeah, and you need to be on the yeah, and you need to be on the right track to hit the note. Yeah, yeah. This one, it's um, they've got red ones which are just single button presses, green notes which are hold presses, and yellow notes which are directional pad presses, like using the thumbsticks, and those can show up on any of the four tracks. So it's just like visual flair to keep your eyes moving and keeping track of. Uh, what notes you have to press and each of the four lines represents one of the different party members you have but again that's just kind of fluff just to like oh I hit this note this party member is going to do an attack that I'm not paying attention to because I'm paying attention to the charts instead Um, but yeah so what's the differences between the two styles is just kind of like how to um, how to hold notes functions in um, battle style you'll have uh, You'll just have regular hold the notes down, and sometimes there'll be uh, there'll be other segments where you've got to tap a button while you're holding one down or so on. Um, but in the field style, you hold it down, and you'll also have to use the thumbsticks to move up or down along with the track. So it's just kind of like another layer of difficulty to the game. Hmm. Is it right when you, when you say it adds a, a, another layer of difficulty to the game? Does it make it more? I hate to use the word intense, but does, does it make it more difficult, or is it just making it more complex? It makes it more fun. Uh, more I, like, I like think, if you, if you remove that extra, extra layer, is it brain dead boring? I think it would be for those styles. Yeah, it, but all uh, but yeah, um, it it the complexity adds to the fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. And um. As far as I've played, I've done all of the tracks on the normal mode. Um, I've done a couple of them on hard mode and getting the hang of it. I've seen the expert track listing and holy shit, those those uh, tracks go insane with how many notes they're throwing at you. Like, I cannot keep up with it. Like a tie hero through the fire and flames. Basically, <laughs> basically mode, yeah. every track that- is like that. So what? my, my recommend- All rhythm games get like that towards the end, don't they? Like- but this is like every track is doing that. Every track okay. is a fruit of fire and flames beginning get section. Ah, oh, that's a bit too much. But yeah, um, even Babylon's fall track. There, there is no Babylon's fall track in uh in the demo. Oh, I just figured it would be just four empty tracks with the number of players. They have music from Final Fantasy two, five, seven, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. Of course, they have seven in there. Of course, seven's seven's widely popular. Of course, you're going to attract people by going, "Oh, hey, we've got seven music in this." You got to cast the, be- the widest net you can. Arguably, one of the better soundtracks as well. Yeah. You know what they say: God gives us widest fishing nets to His strongest Final Fantasy players. Mm, let me leave in, that to the experts. In a very rare case of um of agreement, I agree with Stephen on this. Seven is like one of the better up there Final Fantasy OSTs that I've heard. Hmm. 13's really good as well actually 13 is very good 14 was also banging and I haven't played it 15 has one of the best tracks from 15 in the demo which demo? there's like four demos man come on no 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 I mean in this Fierce Rhythm demo it's got one of the best 15 (laughs) tracks in it 
Sorry, I thought you meant like one of the Final Fantasy 15 demos, of which there are like three. Yeah, no, no, um, not, not those. That was an interesting way to do it, Steve. Normally, I, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't ready for the meta shift where we make Seth interrupt himself. That was, <laughs> that was well played. That was, that was good. But yeah, Thank you. Um, nice and fresh. The game's cute and fun. I recommend people go and try it out for themselves because the demo's, demo's pretty in-depth. Um, good music in there, so you'll find something that you're into. And what just, platforms? It's on PS4 and Switch. Not PS5? That seems... I mean, you can get it on PS5, odd. but it's a PS4 game, so it's like oh, PS5, yeah, yeah. PS4 back compat. But gotcha. here's, here's the part I want to get into, which is like my holy shit, what the fuck is Square Enix doing with this game sort of thing. I'm going to break down the prices and the, um, the special editions of this game. And I want your guys' input on this. I, I actually did the math on all of these. How much are you paying per song for each of these editions as well before we started recording? So base game is 85 Australian dollars. You get 385 songs. So that's about $4.53 per song. That seems reasonable to me. What about you guys? Oh, fuck. I wouldn't pay for it. Um... Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, that that cannot be. You said three. Hang on, how many songs? Three hundred and eighty-five. For yeah, $85. and you're paying and you're paying eighty-five dollars. Maybe how I did the math on that one, one wrong. How yeah. is each one of those four dollars? Yeah, no, never mind. The, cal- yeah. the calculator fucks me up on that one. Um, <laughs> let, let me try that math again. I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't ready to. I wasn't ready to record a podcast. I have to do fucking math homework, and I'm and I'm listening to that and I'm like something. I think I did my divisions the wrong way around. So that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see, I can see that. that okay, one. so it's 22 cents per song. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. That, that seems more... I'm like, that, I'm like that's... Okay, good. So, yeah, that, that seems, like, reasonable. But I, th- I think that is a very disingenuous... It's not a very good way. Disingenuous. Most, most right. people I see that oh, are sorry, really wait, into wait, rhythm wait, games see, that see. justify the price the, like that. The word, the word is deciduous. Decidui? Um, deciduous. Disingenuous. I'm pretty to, sure it's deciduous. Look, I think that is not a, the, <laughs> a, the right way to be measuring something like this. As someone who doesn't really care for rhythm games, it's probably in the scene is a bit different. Um, but that just seems like a weird way no, to measure it, something. It's, it's, it's a... It's a my, my take, as someone who actually does quite enjoy rhythm games, um, it's a good and a bad metric. It's good in that it gives you a ballpark. This is the rough value for money that you will get. But what I find is with rhythm games, you won't be playing all 385 of those songs equally. There will be some songs that you like way more and some songs you like way less. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's I definitely think you'll go through to each side. of them at least once just to get a feel for the yeah. songs. And Yeah, exactly. And gonna, therefore the... Yeah. The, the price per song is a pretty good, like, starting point, but it's, it's not, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good and bad metric. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, so here's the one that really, really grinds my gears, though. We've got the deluxe edition for $130, <laughs> 442 yeah. songs. You get the 385 from the base game, 27 Final Fantasy tracks that they've cut from the game, and then 30 DLC tracks, which are from other games. And that's... Going, going by the metric, it's 29 cents per song at that point. So, so we're going up in price. Uh-huh. But Why what, do I feel like there's another one coming? There, there is. But, um, oh, God. What, what, like, like I said, what really grinds my gears about that one is that there's 27 Final Fantasy tracks that have been cut from it. I would have preferred to having a base game that had 
every single Final Fantasy track in it. And then all the DLC is like, oh, here's all the um, other franchises that we're bringing, mu- like, selects music tracks into this. Anyway, so premium edition, $160, yeah. 502 songs. So we jump up to getting another 60 <laughs> from two other DLC packs. And yeah, that, that bumps it up gonna to be thir- bad. And that bumps it up to 31 cents per song. Yeah, there we go. Ish. Uh, not, not looking good on that one. I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't think that's a good way of measuring it. But at the same time, I don't play rhythm games. It's like that, come back to that argument of uh, you're paying a certain amount of dollars for X amount of time in a game. Is it really true? You're paying for the experience. Yeah, that, that's I, true. But I, I see a lot of rhythm game players going, this rhythm game is the same price as this other one. How many more tracks am I getting for the same sort of value sort of thing? Yeah, I, I think it's also uh, historically, I do not know what the price per songs were, but uh, thinking something like, again, I guess Rock Band or Guitar Hero, where you would get the bass block with however many songs, however much it was. I, I really don't remember the numbers. But then for the DLC, you would get particular track packs and it always made sense to get the base game and whatever track packs you liked that had songs that you knew you would like in there as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like... Um, uh, it, the, the weirder part of this for me is saying, here are these extra songs available only in the super deluxe primo turbo edition and not here is the base game and here are dlc packs to add on it's here is this entire different edition with more music that's the i'm bit sure that smells they'll off to do me. them separately after the game launches this is just like pre-order right now you can get the base game to the deluxe or the premium yeah i'm not i'm and I, I, I don't i, I don't I like think that once model. each dlc pack comes out they'll be able to sell those on their own so that way you can go I like the music tracks from this DLC pack, but not these other ones, so I'll just get that. I like the music from Final Fantasy, therefore I'll buy the non-standard game. <laughs> Good job, Stratus. <laughs> Got him. No, that, that, that is a weird decision. Like, uh, I don't know. I... <laughs> it, seems, it seems like it's not like a generic Square Enix rhythm game. It's a Final Fantasy rhythm game, and they're like, hey, so you know how you like Final Fantasy? Yeah. And you bought this game because it has Final Fantasy music in. Yeah. Final Fantasy music is DLC. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like a weird way to push people to go towards the Deluxe Edition. And the Deluxe Edition is a $45 jump. So yeah. that, that's a bit much for getting every single Final Fantasy track plus some extra. Yeah. I feel like Steve is not, is not making a bigger deal about uh, out of this as, as he should be. I get the feeling that like yeah. this this I, is I'm, get, you I'm not even getting out of this situation just... again. <laughs> Diablo Immortal. Oh boy, here we go. The the, well, the I, cut, I just think that... the one thing we've cut from a podcast. Um, Other I... than Josh, <laughs> don't come back into the office tomorrow, big fella. Um... <laughs> Holy shit! Um, no, no, Josh just can't be here. Like, he hasn't been cut. We got. We want him to be back. No, no um, we mean circumcised. Oh, uh, whoa, that's a weird thing to say. Um, I, I just don't think that, that I. It's just a different measure for me. And I don't think it's the right measure. So uh, okay, uh, what what would the right measure for you be then? Um, is an anime game less than thirty dollars? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me. Okay, so what's your, what's your price on rhythm games? Yeah, 
in second Rhythm games. Uh, number one, the last Rhythm game I bought, and you can't see because it's an audio medium, but I use air quotes, um, was Tap Tap Revenge for the fucking my I iPhone I six. Was, I was and I didn't even pay money for that. Son of a fuck! I was. Oh, I should have jumped in. I, I oh, that was the exact I need to thing I was thinking Google what Tap Tap Revenge is. Seth, it's a rhythm Seth game on your phone. It's one of those big ones right now. Holy shit! Oh, you know, you'll know, you'll okay, know what it that. is. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. <laughs> I've, never, I've never played it myself, but I've seen it. Yeah, well, that's the last rhythm game. Um, well, when you really think about it, all games are rhythm games. Um, except for turn-based. Did, did you guys? RPGs. Did you guys not buy Guitar Hero for the Nintendo DS with that weird fucking guitar hand I thing? Didn't buy you had to that plug into so your fucking GBA funny slot. to use. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, terrible. I, my friends got one and I used it for like, what, an hour and a half and I got the worst fucking wrist cramp. I thought I was going to die. Um, man, they just don't make games like they used to. <laughs> they, don't play, they don't make plastic accessories anymore. Yeah, you're telling me the Xbox, the Xbox had the fucking Kinect and they never, ca- they never came out with fucking Guitar Hero Kinect. Oh, man. That would not but have yeah. functioned. I've seen how badly the Kinect's <laughs> functions. That would not have worked. Yeah, uh, I remember. I remember going to a, an electronics store when the Connect was like in the middle of kind of like, hey, we should, like we want we want people to come in and try the Connect and get hype so people buy it. And they had that dumbass fucking racing game, <laughs> which I just stood Wait, there. which which one? A regular dumbass racing game or the Sonic Free Riders racing game? I don't remember. Fuck. I I think it was the one that was kind of like it was part of the Connect demo, so I don't think it had IP attached to it. I think it was the one they made. Oh, like the generic I, Xbox me things. Right I, there, right? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so it was like, tilt your body to steer left and right. And I just stood fucking statue, just standing, just like in the middle of the, the connect view. And there was enough kind of assistance and, and like, um, uh, aid controls on it that I still ended up coming like third. Shit accessory. That's all I'll say. Plus Before it watched you while you sleep. Good. It can send send a fucking alert to the ambulance if I stop if one of the cockroaches crawls down my throat. <laughs> anyway, we've spent longer on this section than I thought we would. Fit rhythm, good. Go try out the demo. Are you gonna buy it? Oh, uh, when it's cheaper. I'm not paying one hundred and sixty dollars <laughs> for the complete edition. <laughs> well, then isn't that? Look, it doesn't matter. Then I think, I get the feeling you sort of validated me in a weird way, but it's fine. We got there. He definitely did not. I I think the price per songs is good. But I don't want to drop $160 in one go. Yeah, no, $160 for a video game. That's fucked. Um, $160 for anything, to be honest. VR Beat Saber. Oh, very true. In- now, that's a rhythm game. In- yeah, true. Infinitely extendable uh, things on mods. Uh, get fucked playing it on anything other than PC. Uh, oh. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that, Seth. Uh, Steve Wreckfest. How, right. how wrecked did you get this week? I had a bit of a fest of it. Um, like infestation because of the whole cockroach thing. Oh, that was a good one. Hey, thank you. In yeah, wreck station. That's, 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 what they, they, that's, that's what they say. They say, Patrick, phew, the host of FTL. That's, that's a good one. What? Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, well, we're going to start with this one. So, Wreckfests well, came out, it was like, a, I believe it was a Kickstarter campaign a while ago. Um, and I remember, I remember hearing about this game when it was called um, Next Car Game. And I think I might have seen a trailer for it borderline 10 years ago now, because it would have been a million years ago. Um, and the way that I saw it, it was sort of like a weird demolition derby game that had like racing elements. And I'm like, you know what that sort of sounds like? It sounds like the Burnout series. 
And my favorite part about the Burnout series was literally just crashing into people and it does that slow down crash animation. You know what was always um, great about Burnout? When you're trailing... When you're, trailing, down, it, yeah. when you're trailing someone and the AI freaks out and crashes themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you get the, uh, the psych out takedown. <laughs> yeah. Psych out takedowns were the best. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Man, but now, so the, yeah, so I think I, so I had this game sort of in my eye for a bit. Um, it came to PC and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I came to Xbox consoles um, a couple of years ago. And I you're believe. like, ooh. Yeah, and I'm like, ooh, I'll keep an eye on this. And then... Um, oh, go on. Yeah, and then it went on sale, and I believe... Um, for like At that point, you were just erect. Yeah. <laughs> erect fest. Hey. Uh, and then I, 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 I bought it, as I do, it probably bought it fucking two years ago, and I sat in there, and I finally played it. Um, maybe because the expectations for myself were so high, uh, I played this, and I'm like, hmm, this is it, eh? So... <laughs> Essentially, uh, it's a borderline arcade racer and with uh, destruction elements. Like your car has 100 hit points. All the other opponent cars have 100 hit points. There's like special um, attacks and like physical attacks. You can only do four moves. Different the types. Turn-based, it's actually turn-based. Yeah, there's, there's like a whole terrestrialization thing. It, in the latest. It's crazy. It goes into two phases. There's a field version and there's a battle version. <laughs> yeah, and there's no voice acting. <laughs> Well, wait, wait, no wait, wait, a second, wait a second. I, I think po- uh, Pokemon Tournament actually did have voice acting. Yeah, it did. Yeah, so I, I think one of the, the phrases that the, the game itself uses to describe in one of the first, uh, maybe it was one of the trailers I saw or something, was they call it vehicular combat. Yeah. And when you hear that, that's like, fuck, that is the coolest fucking um, thing. It must have been on a trailer while I was like installing the game, I watched it. And I'm like, fuck, that's sick. And then you play it, and it doesn't really like, turn out like that. Like, because as you can understand, if you're, if, and a, like a lot of the races have like 16 or 24 players, um, and the, the tracks themselves are quite small, like to the point where on even like the lowest tier of car, you'll have three laps and the laps will take about between 40 seconds to a minute. So they're quite small. And yeah. there are some, some sort of sections where it's sort of like a figure eight. So if you're too far ahead of the pack, you'll start getting taken out in those sort of cross-section parts which is fucking annoying as shit um but, but as you can imagine if you've got like what 100 hit points like as fun as it is to ram into other cars and stuff you don't really want to because when you've got 16 24 cars on the track if you're hitting everybody you're yeah, eventually taking a lot of chip damage do you take damage for hitting other people you take uh, a less damage yeah yeah so so uh, let's say all three of us are in a race um i, I like win. S- sorry okay what? Uh, and then, like, uh, you sort of turn and I sort of hit you um, and spin you out. You'll take probably, like, what, 10 points of damage and I'll probably take, like, one or two, um, depending on the impact, maybe even, like, a bit more. And that's sort of where it's, like, not really fair. And, and the problem is, too, that you're only describing half the problem, right? So I, I've played Wreckfest. I, I looked up how much I played because I thought I'd played, like, five or so hours. I played, like, two. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so- mm. And so uh, the fact that I haven't touched it since those two hours is kind of telling as well. Anyway, um, so the the, the yeah, second I've heard half how much of- you talk about Forza. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the the problem is, uh, Steve is right in that it's not super fair in that you you hit a car and yeah you take a little bit of damage. But the thing is, um, because of the momentum shift, you end up slowing down more mm. times than not as well, and then people behind hit you, and then it's yeah. reverse. 
then yeah, you or- get hit for 10 points and the car or- behind you takes one or two. Yeah, or, or, or even worse, um, because you've hit, let, let's say you're coming fourth and you hit third place, you've started to slow down. Someone behind you just takes over, like yeah. takes, it gets in front of you and first place is just getting like further and further away. Like that, that's the, that, that's the, I wish games would treat everyone the same type thing in uh, like every time that I've talked about Unbound, how I talk about how the, the AI is kind of unfairly scaled to act like that, where uh, the AI doesn't care if someone takes you out or not, because there's always another one to replace you, but they never take each other out. That, that sort of thing. No, well, Wreckfest sort of doesn't really suffer from that. Like, there are, like, numerous times where, like, I've sort of been in front or behind or to the side, and I've seen the AI sort of take out itself. Uh, but because good. there's- so, That's good. Which is good. But then at the same time, there's a lot, like, there's one of me and 23 of them. They can take each other out as much as they want. All that really matters is a person that's either directly in front of me or directly behind me. Like, it's- uh, you're sort of- you're doing yourself a really big disservice um, to, A, hit people. Because you hit people, you're slowing down, which means the person in front of you is going, like, getting further away. Uh, and yeah, B, at that if point, you do it's hit- probably encouraging more sideswiping than it is. It is, and that's sort of- back. And yeah. sideswiping is not as exciting. Yeah, and it, or it even becomes down to- <laughs> It's an experience set for. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and then it sort of does become like a, okay, maybe it's sort of cooler to, um, on a sharper turn, I'll use the- uh, AI One of the AI time. cars yeah. as like a bumper car to like bounce off, and that's sort of uh-huh. cool. Um, but then at the same time, if if I time it right or I time it wrong, like oh fuck, I'm fucked up, or someone behind me is sort of tried to cut in front of me and like knock me out, and it's just real like sort of frustrating. Like it, in its defense, there is like a it's a one button press away to sort of like reset your car, but like if you do get spun out or you sort of get do sort of like get stuck because if you I collide into you and then three other cars collide behind me and I get stuck. It's one button press to sort of get out of that. Uh, but you shouldn't really have that. It just, it just feels like it, what it's trying to do doesn't really translate well to racing. And, yeah. and I don't give, there are sort of like two parts to this game. They're, they call it demolition racing, which is sort of like that, where it's that like you've got that vehicular combat. And then you've got um, like demolition derby sort of stadium like 16, 24 cars, literally just in an arena, you're beating the shit out of each other, which is very, very fun. Uh, and usually the idea is to sort of like wreck as many cars as you can um, or be the last one standing. Uh, the problem with that, though, is you've still got 100 hit points. And yeah. if you're, um, because you, you do get like sort of uh, two, well, one or two challenges by, for every race. So for every race, let's say for one of these demolition derby ones, uh, you might have one challenge that's uh, place first, and your second challenge might be to do 1,500 points of damage, uh, which is like really sort of one to sort of a, like a, ch- a last uh, aim for. But if, to inflict 1,500 points of damage, you've got to be hitting a lot of cars. And if you're hitting a lot of cars, you stop, which means your prime target for someone else to come through and T-bone you and do a shit ton of damage to you. And you're also so, and, inflicting uh, small cuts on yourself doing that. Yeah. It just sort of makes it like a double-edged sword type of thing. Like, you want to get this sort of thing, the, these points, but at the same time, if you do too much, you're going to get, like, wrecked, uh, and then you can't really, you, you don't end up coming first, and you don't, like, succeed the event. And it's just kind of like a weird, like, a, well, what do you want me to do type of thing. And I sort of do understand, like, that's kind of the, the balancing act you're, you're doing before it. But there's a, 
different way you can do it. Like, it just doesn't make sense in a last stand type type of thing to just sort of like stand back or play cautiously and let all the other, uh, let all the other, let the AI take itself out until there's like, it's down from 24 to eight. Then I can start just pump, like, punching into people. It just, it, it just seems like they're trying, they've done a balancing act. They've tried to exist in two worlds and they've done really neither. It'd probably be a lot better if, well, for the racing part of it, if there was like a, a catch-up mechanic or like got like sort of a, some sort of boost system that would like increase as the more you hit. But there's no real incentive to hit. The incentive is to avoid. And sometimes even the incentive is to sort of push a car into another car and then cause a pile-up behind you. But yeah, and as I was saying, this is an, one of the biggest graphs I've got with the game is in um, some of the events, like the events will, instead of being three laps, there'll be six laps and there'll be like smaller figure eight courses, like where a, a lap takes about 20 seconds to complete. And in those figure eight courses, by the time like you're in like third or fourth lap, you are literally like crossing that point of intersection just as like the, the bottom half of the, the group are like coming through. So you are literally running the gauntlet. And if you get taken out, that's it. Like the, the amount of times I was like coming first by like by like a second or two, and I've gone through like the last figure eight part. I've got to do the last crossover, and some fucking dickhead in like fifth place has like cleaned me up, and first, second, and third just come straight through and win. And I'm like, I was winning the entire race. Literally, I was that good. I was like lapping people. And I've been punished because I was that far ahead, and it's just something that I cannot prepare for, and it just frustrates. I think I think it's a um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, it's it's it has been a while since I played. Uh, I think I played it kind of pandemic ish, so like kind of twenty twenty ish. Definitely haven't played it in the last year or so. But um, I think for me, it's it doesn't have the right incentive structure to make it a fun racing game because the the destruction elements are good and the racing elements are good, but the problem is. There's there's very little tying it together to make it a fun experience because um like let's compare it to burnout right burnout uh on paper is quite a similar thing there's a mm. heavy destruction model there's only maybe six to eight Let, let's talk like sort of PS2 PS3 or yeah, PS2 it's or been about, burnout yeah, about yeah, eight. So, yeah six six to eight races um the tracks are a lot longer but. The difference is, to me, burnout racing feels better because the handling model wasn't trying to be as realistic. You had boost as a catch-up mechanic, and you weren't, like, you were sort of either, you, you were punished by your own stupidity, but the rubber banding kind of took a little bit of pity on that, where there was chaos and stuff that would happen around you, and that was great, but the racing at its core was still excellent, where mm. coming in first was not boring, but they made it difficult to come first, but they never incentivized that coming first as the as the biggest thing. Because here, <laughs> as like uh, again, entirely how I look at a game. But as soon as they give you a challenge, do a time, do it like because what some of the challenges are like do a lap in less than this time. Uh, uh, okay, it's more like it's more like it's more like get the best lap. Uh, yeah, or, yeah all, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, here is a game where so much of its selling point is the destruction and the chaos and everything else. We're going to incentivize you driving really clean and really fast. Okay, now you've now now you've completely changed what your main selling point of the game is and turned it into here's all this really fun stuff you could be doing, but we're going to give you number go up if you don't do that and instead play the game in the more boring way. 
and that <laughs> that's the bit that I don't like. Yeah, and then sometimes those those secondary objectives you can get are literally counterproductive. Like, so for example, in some races it'll be like, oh, I take out one car. It's like, okay, if I take out one car, uh, I know it's probably going to slow me down significantly because I've taken the time to literally take out a car. Uh, the laps, like the some of these courses, only go for like one and a half, two minutes. I'm literally running the gauntlet of whether I can actually go back and round and come back first if I complete this challenge. And and maybe that's sort of me putting on my weird narrow goggles on and being like, and them trying to encourage play the race again, play it differently this time. But I don't really see the need to. Like there is not that many different tracks. Yeah, uh, but. Some of the track variety is it literally just flips it the other way around. Like, don't get me wrong, the, the tracks do look good and there are variety in the sense that some are, are tracks in like a stadium, some are dirt tracks, some are a mixture of dirt and gravel uh, and pavement. Like, we, we sort of changed up the handling and how you take corners and all that. But mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking do the same course again. Like, it's it just sort of... And then I, by the end of it, it's just boring. Like, yeah, it's just the same I, thing. I I don't think I played it enough to get to the higher like performance classes of cars or anything, but uh, it was weird to me that it felt like the game gave you, again, haven't played it in a while, I might be misremembering this, but the game gave you, uh, here was like a career progression-y type thing, go and do these challenges, um, and the game gave you an overarching garage, here is your garage with your cars and your parts and everything else. But you go and do a career challenge and the career challenge is like, fuck your garage. Here are the cars that you can pick from. Interesting. Yes. Okay, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go pick one of these. Congratulations, you won $20,000. Okay, cool. What do I spend that on? Uh, you can spend it on a car. You can spend it on some parts. Okay, cool. Can I use that in the next race? No, no, no. You have to pick from, you have to pick from these. Um, yeah, it, so- it, it, is, it is very limiting in the, the type of car because essentially it comes down to, I think, three different cars, like European, Japanese, or American. And they're not really, they're not, they're based off real life cars, but they're not real life cars. And yeah, 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 there's like three classes: there's A, B, and C. And it literally, like, towards before I started putting it down, like in the when you're in the A tier type of class, your cars are sort of like going that fast. They're just not taking the corners. Like the corners in some of these tracks are just not designed for a car going That's, that fast. That was to what the I was point where, like, as the as the second yeah. part in that, uh, the thing that I hated the most is that uh, again, comparison with burnout up being i guess technically second favorite racing series now just because there's been more forza games that i've played recently but um burnout at its peak is probably my favorite racing experience where you've just crashed but they give you boost and a bunch of ways to get fast mm. quickly and then you can deal damage again Wreckfest, if you spin out or if you slow down or or crash out or whatever for any reason it feels like it takes so long to accelerate back up to speed to where any damage can be done to another car like, um, yeah, and, and especially I, when you're when you're at like the first 10, 20 seconds of a race up to that yeah. first turn, if you get caught between like two shitty AI cars, like you're you're stuck. There's a good chance that unless you take every single corner perfectly and all the AI fucks up, there is a very good chance you are not finishing first. And yeah. and I I, I I saw I sort of probably I think I probably would have put like six to eight hours in this game, and I probably after about two hours of that, I just stopped. Like I was like, you know what? I don't have to come first. Because, like, <laughs> uh, every sort of... But, Steve, uh, number com- go up. Number go yeah, up, no, Steve. Got to get perfect number. But the... Like, because every event will have... Like, let's say every event's out of 200. And if you come first, you get 200 points. If you come second, you get 180. 
thirties, one seventy, or so on, or whatever the the value is. Yeah, and then yeah. To get to to get to like the next cup, you've got to get like a thousand get a points or whatever. across the yeah across all of the events. Yeah, yeah, but and then sort of I just like well, I don't want to have to restart this again because I took the, the turn two shit. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come second and wait and or third or and just lose out on a couple of points. It's not the end of the world. There are other events for me to get on this. Like I'm just sort of sick of doing this same one. And that's sort of what it came down to. It's like I realized I was like, hmm, this game's the same since I started it. It hasn't done anything new. There are a couple of variety things like in those demolition derby type things. You'll be in well, like the, you'll be on a lawnmower or yeah, a bus. exactly. Yeah, some some of the car changes to just something random yeah. and kind of fun. Yeah, but like those are like those events, and it's like, all right, cool. Thanks for doing that. Uh, you might get another different one in the next cup, but yeah, that was this cup's fun. <laughs> it just doesn't feel worth it. Like, I think there's yeah. like six cups, and I got through five of them, and I'm like, fuck, what am I doing? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think uh, spitballing? Because uh, again, if I knew we'd been talking about Rockfest tonight, then I probably would have actually gone back and revisited a little bit just to, to re kind of see if my previous thoughts are still accurate. Do you think? Because uh, I, I remember. Oh, I'll say what I actually think, and then, and then I'll give some context. I think Wreckfest would be improved if instead of treating it like a traditional racing game where you get points based on placement, they give, a, uh, they, they give you points per race, and the points per race are inclusive of your placement, but also the damage you do or the way that you drive. Yeah, and so that's it, an entirely score-based system at the end rather than placement-based system. Well, and the reason well, I, I say I, that is because I... I think about how road rage events and burnout were some of my favorite which were circuit races with no lap it was just a, a number it was just a um timer and you got as many takedowns as you could in the timer um, yeah well, I, that, that's what i half expected this game to sort of turn into just to be like yeah. A, oh yeah you've got six labs see how many people you can take out and it never becomes that like you've yeah. got race events and you've got demolition events. demolition yeah. events exist in a stadium and it's last man standing um or get x amount of takedowns in three minutes and then you've got race events and it's like, don't take anybody down or you'll lose. Uh, and it's just sort of where the frustrating is. They've, they've tried to walk the line and I don't think they've gotten it. Yeah. Um, and it's just by the time you realize that it's like, you know what? This game's really the same as the second I picked it up. It's like, what am I doing? Like, it's, nothing's changed. Uh, the cars sort of arguably get worse as you go on because the faster you're going, the harder it is to take turns. Uh, the faster uh, you're going, the bigger the mess. Yeah, Shout pretty out, much. Uh, anti-speeding campaigns in New Zealand. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and it's like, all right, cool. Well, then I'm done. And it's just sort of, I wasn't really vibing with the soundtrack. It was sort of just generic rock. So I was putting on my own music, and I'm like, you know, what am I doing? Time to put it down. Yeah. Um, so, breakfast um, five ways out of ten. Jeez, <laughs> uh, oh, so, stuck the yeah, landing. I, eh? I, I noticed that uh, you've been you've been rather quiet since uh, Steve, uh, since Steve was talking about your driving. Uh, any any comment from you? Not really. I feel like you guys basically had a good back and forth going there, so I didn't really want to interrupt. No, you <laughs> could And you, you guys are, uh, well, both of you guys have played Wreckfest, so I thought it was best to just leave you at it. Thanks, uh, boss. It, it's just like, yeah, no. I <laughs> appreciate it. Like, to, to well, me, you won't be playing it. I recommend you don't play it. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to get to. I was like, you, you guys are both saying it's incredibly mid. There's all these problems. Like, okay, I... My my input is basically, wow, this sounds pretty mid. I will not play this game. It's it's the sort of game. So, uh, uh yeah. My fi- final thoughts on me, and then and then we'll do the the scores out of ten. But it's the sort of game that I think 
would actually have been a great contender for a rent it on the weekend and play with your mates type game from back in the day. Yep. I don't think there is any multiplayer, but I'm... There is. There is. They even have private servers. I I was looking at the trailers at the beginning of this segment. Ah, okay. Did they use vehicular combat? (laughs) I didn't see any mention of vehicular combat, but I also uh, skipped around the trailers a bit. Actually, actually, let's just address the vehicular combat thing too, because I'm a... (laughs) I'm a veteran, even, of games like Fall Auto 2 Battle Lines and uh, Split Second Velocity. So which... when, when people talk about vehicular combat, my mind immediately goes to uh, Twisted Metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twisted Metal. I played Twisted none Metal of those games. I, I played Twisted Metal on PSP. I, I didn't have... I what played was the one, one on PSP. PS... Yeah, okay. That, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Um, but I played the PSP one. That was fun. But uh, Fall Auto 2 Battle Lines is very similar. It actually did more of a racing kind of theme than the sort of arena fighting that Twisted Metal did. And uh, Split Second Velocity did uh, combat in a different way where you got to charge up based on like drifting and like uh, sort of like a point system, you know, regular racing game point system. But then you got to cause uh, kind of like watchdog style accidents to things in front, like uh, if you had one bar, you could make a truck in front of you explode, and if you timed it right with a car going past it, then that car would, would explode. And um, if you charged up enough, then you got to do, like, a level three attack, and the level three attack was, like, bring down a fucking plane or, like, take out a building or something, and it would change the course of the track. And it was it was one of those games that was a, it was a perfect arcade racer for a week, or, like, for a weekend. But uh, after that point, the same sort of thing of... Um, you you notice that it, it gets a little bit samey, and once you've done all the tracks, you know all the surprises and that sort of thing. So the the vehicular combat um, is fine as a title, but it should be incentivizing the combat and not the racing. Oh, I've never played any of those games, so I can't really yeah okay really, fair. yeah um, speak for any of that. But sorry, my my screen went dark. I wasn't sure if I'd suddenly lost into or not. So um, <laughs> uh, what what would you give out of ten? Five. Well, hey, per- perfectly mid. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. But like, um, it, it is it is one of those games like I two hours and that's it. Like you've played the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, like three if like, you really want to stretch it. Like I, I got to I, like I think six to seven, and I'm like it's the same game. Haven't done anything different. I, I think it is the sort of game that people will get enjoyment out of if it was if it was very cheap, like heavily discounted. But I think I think there needs to be like a, a mindfulness of. Um, what you experience in two or three hours is the rest of the game. But what you get for those two hours, like for a while, while the veneer's there, it is, uh, you know, b- bits of it are fun. It's just once it's, once the sheen wears off a little bit, you realize that that's all there is. Mm. Anyway, it- I, I'd, I'd give it, I'd probably also give it a five. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> maybe, you, maybe, maybe, you maybe not five for- Wahays, five, five uh, hosts out of, out of 10. Yeah, look, if no, that's you will play two hours right now. <laughs> Beauty will play two hours and have like the exact same opinion I have after like three times as much because you're you need like nothing changes. True, true. Actually, yeah. Per- per- perfect final point on that. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Seth, back to you. Uh, why don't we talk about uh rhythm theater again? <laughs> I mean, basically, um, I I'm jumping to Hi-Fi Rush, and that is just another rhythm game. This time it's more leaning towards a character action game. Um, it's a fun blend. It, like, I'll, I'll just jump right into that. Um, usually with character action games, you think of something like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta or Ninja Gaiden. And this is taking those and trying to go, 
hey, you know what? Try to do all your actions to the beat of the song. And it's just like, just in general, it's like using a metronome of one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And you got to try and line up all your actions to that. Um, yeah. So th- this, this is me not like, I think, I think the only thing that I've seen of it is the trailer that I watched when we were talking about this last week. And I think I've seen like one or two cutscenes from various people that have been playing it over the past week. But to me, the main, the main vibes that I got are Crypt of the Necrodancer and Patapon. Yeah, in terms basically. Of, basically it's, it's, a, it's a rhythm game, but you're doing something else to the rhythm. It's not about the rhythm itself. Is that kind of... Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. And it has multiple difficulty levels. So um, on the easier side, it's like, yeah, no, this, you can just kind of play this as an action game. You don't have to worry about the beats of the music or anything. Just go ham. And the... Um, on the higher ones, they get more strict, and it's like your actions will still come out, but uh, um, everything will do more damage and reacts better um, the more you're on beats. Like for example, you get a dodge, and if you're off beats, you only get one dodge, but if you're on beats, you can go, you can do three dodges on like one, two, three beats, and I I think it's set up like that, so it goes one, two, three, pause one, two, three, pause sort of thing. So it's still going to that one, two, three, four sort of thing. That's like mm. dodge, 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 land, dodge, 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 land. Yeah. Everything in this game is also designed to go around the beat, like cutscenes, actions, uh, on beat, the entire UI and world is moving to the beat of the music. So um, like everything, everything in the world is going on that metronome sort of thing as well. So you can use those to kind of like try and help with time your actions um and even if you oh um, uh, that's fucking sick actually that's really really good for like just being like getting the vibe it's not just the beat it's the sight well does yeah, your controller uh, rumble as well no controller doesn't <laughs> rumble um everything's oh. everything's blurry in the menus except on the beat you also get a um cat that uh, kind of hovers around you like it turns into an orb that hovers around you and it le- lets of course out, it does it lets out a little um wave um pulse um and that also goes to the beat, so you can use that as well to time your uh, rhythm. But if all of that isn't enough, then you can just hit the selects button as well, and I'll just bring up a metronome on the bottom of the screen, so you can time it to that. So like, you- that's really cool, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like that is a feature. It's got a lot of accessibility options to try and help you um, get to the rhythm of the game. They also, after finishing the game, they unlock a um, rhythm master mode where you have to play on beat and if you um if they have like a double make cry ranking system for your combos so it goes dc okay here we here it is here <laughs> i knew it can't fucking have a game without a scoring system can we sir no, no no not these type of games green green hill zone uh, stage 1 right yes <laughs> um but yeah it goes dc b a and s and on rhythm master mode if you drop below c it just auto game overs you jesus christ it's fucking rough um, then I get you're probably playing it for that reason, though. Yeah, you're playing it for that reason, and it's a post-game difficulty. So you you've gone through the game at least once regularly, and yeah, you kind of by that point you're kind of used to it. So jump, jumping jumping back, just a quick sec. Just I realize we we've discussed things about the game, but when when we talk about how it's kind of like Patapon, kind of like Crypt of the Necrodon, so you get to do actions on the beat. 
what is the gameplay? Is it a 2D level that you're moving through? Or no, what, no, what are you actually playing? It, it's, a, it's a 3D action game like a Devil May Cry and a Bayonetta. Like, that, that's right, what I okay. mentioned earlier. Like, it's straight up just an action game like those. But oh, they, okay, they, so they, you they, meant like an actual action game? Yeah, but they just <laughs> threw in- meant like action-y rhythm. <laughs> no, no, they, they just threw in this rhythm element to make a gimmick, kind of. Right. And- and it, it works really well. Like, it's really fun. Um, the, the main complaint I have about the rhythm stuff is that when you're offbeat, the game feels sluggish, but that's kind of the point. Um, uh, when I was first beginning the game, I was, like, doing pretty poorly. I was getting... Even, even poorly for me was, like, I'm getting between 50 and 60%. It, every now and then I feel a bit sluggish, but when, when I'm on beat, it feels really good. Uh, by the end of the game, I was getting to up towards the eighty percent mark, and around the eighty percent mark is where it's like grading you as doing really good on the rhythm. While the fifty to sixty percent mark was like this is about mid. Can you get a uh, can you get like a whiplash mod? Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, right, I don't like get that reference. J J K Simmons would tell you if you're going fast or slow. <laughs> oh right. Um, I still don't get that reference. No, no, no. I <laughs> do. God, Steve. Um, I don't think. You, uh, there's, there's nothing like that, but you just remind me that when you go into the training modes, they have a turbo mode. So instead of going one, two, three, four, they make you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And that, that, at the beginning of the game, that was more up my speed because I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting these buttons out a little too fast and doing it on the faster mode is more, more my speed now. Um, I don't know if you can play the regular game at that pace. But if you can, that'd be really fun to try out. Is it the sort of the game? Is it the sort of game you you envisage uh, mods where people stick their own? Actually, can you stick your own custom soundtrack in there? I assume not. I not yet. Not no, you can't at the moment. There'll probably be mods that replace music. But um, yeah, that, that's what I'm wondering. Like what what the modding scene um, could turn into because it looks uh, it looks um, not engineer, but. It feels like the sort of game that is done in either Unreal or Unity where people can kind of take it apart and replace parts of it fairly easily like they did with multiverses. Yeah, um, I'm actually not sure what engine it uses. I think it might be Unreal. But yeah, I'm um, getting on to music though. Um, mm. they, they have a bunch of licensed songs for like the bigger moments, like the big set piece moments or um, the boss fights. So I, I, need to, I need to ask this on behalf of Steve. Um, so what, what is the price per song? Oh, okay. okay, okay, give me a second. Let me get my calculator up. <laughs> time, time for math homework. Follow along. Uh, well, it's a game pass, so free. Zero dollars per song. <laughs> <laughs> What's your estimate for the uh, Hi-Fi Rush uh, dollar per song? Uh, let us know in the comments below. So, well, so if you it to yourself, and, and Seth will tell you in about, in about 10 seconds. If we're just going from the licensed songs... It's about five dollars and sixty-two cents per song. Oh God! Because this, this game was um forty-five My Australian wallet. dollars. Is this how much? Forty-five Australian dollars. So this is a budget game, and as a I'll I'll get to that in a second. Let let let, let so me so get, have what, let, like eight eight songs. Two three. Yeah, eight songs. Jesus. Sometimes well, it's, it's scary being able to do math in my head. Um. Well, it's, I don't think songs are fair. These are beat. Beats by Dre? Beats by Chris Brown. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, we, Sorry, we've I got like... Oh, okay. 
<laughs> so, some of the some of the winners here are like we've got uh one million by nine inch nails, the perfect drug by nine inch nails, uh lonely boy by the black uh, black keys, uh invaders must die by the prodigy. The fucking invaders must die level is where I started like really getting in tune with the um with the combat system and like the rhythm of the game. Um, mm. it, it just takes like one really good song to just kind of like snap you into it. And, and that was it for me. <laughs> and right. that's, that's one of the later game levels as well. Um, but yeah, uh, $45 for the base game. And it took me about 12 hours to play. So to finish it, you finish it. Yeah. Yeah. To, to finish the um, main story. And there's still more yeah. for me to do because there's a whole post game thing as well that I'll get into in a second. Oh, the battle tower. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Wait, actually? Yes, actually, there's a battle tower. <laughs> uh-huh. Man, every um, game just adds more while everyone takes it away from us. You know what? If you said Battle Frontier, I would have punched the mic. <laughs> um, oh, God. I would have punched Steve. What, they, yeah, I good. They, come, come get me. I think they call it, like, uh, the rhythm, rhythm tower or something. But yeah, anyway, $45 for the base game and another 15 for the deluxe edition. Um, you just get tell a free on Game Pass. Tell, 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 tell me there's not competitive breeding in the post game. There is not. <laughs> I, I'd be very worried breeding. about that because you, you just have a robot cat as your one Pokemon equivalent. Um, so it's not Vaporeon? No. <laughs> oh, I feel sick. I feel very sick. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I did you, that. You're proud of yourself for that, Steve. You are vilified by the community for your actions. Um, Stop criminal scum! But yeah, all, <laughs> you violated all the, the law. All the deluxe edition gives you is a bunch of um extra skins. But I really want to point out this one that I really like is that um you get a shirt that says uh, um I bought the deluxe edition and all I got was this stupid shirt. I think you might have mentioned that when we when we talked about this release uh, last not not last week. I've been saying last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that, such that, a good that, skin. That, that's such a good skin. I love it so much. Um, there's other things like a guitar based on the um cats, which is pretty cool. I'm thinking about getting it on my next page just to throw a little bit extra money at this game because I liked it so much, and also because of that deluxe edition shirt. Wait, do, is it a real life shirt? <laughs> no, no, it's not a real life shirt. Oh, it's come a shirt on, man! Boo, boo! Oh, you, you bought, bought the someone's... game. You don't need to give them any more money. You, you bought the game at full price on release. You contributed to their um... success. So let's talk at the same time, Pat. This is great. Well, I'm... T- Sorry. A bit extreme. He sounded very mad about that. <laughs> me or Steph, Pat? I don't know what to do. He, to- he, told me- he told me that I should cut him off when he goes on for... T- and I tried. I tried. And he just, he just kept talking. <laughs> he, he was <laughs> made it my fault. He, he was really so, mad about me buying this game at full price on day one. Even though the full no, price is like half no, the price of a, of a regular game's release. That's not the point. That's not the point. You, no, you <laughs> bought the game and you wanted to give it more money. For a digital shirt. I'm going to sit here and stand for this. My entire <laughs> shtick is paying zero dollars for games or a very reduced cost. I like Steve, to do things to make Stephen mad. Yeah, I'm sorry for that. You know what he's saying about a fool and his money. You'll get pissed. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you making fun of here? <laughs> Me? <laughs> is, my whole get bit Game is Pass. It's free on Game Pass. It's free on Game Pass. Seth. So, you can have this game, you can have all the personas. My whole bit is making fun of you. I know. Everyone's bit my is whole game is just getting <laughs> My whole bit is just getting revved up when someone decides to spend money. Oh, sorry about that, fellas. It's got to be intense there. 
Hopefully those cockroaches aren't spending my money. <laughs> there we go. I've lightened the mood. Um, I feel like I, 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 <laughs> I feel like I feel like Steve is the type of guy who would send you a hundred dollars, Seth, and he'd send you a hundred dollars on the envelope. It would say, "Here, Seth, use this money to pay for a game you've already paid full price for to get bonus content." And then you'd open it, and not only would $100 be in there, it would also be Anthrax, and then there'd be a second note that says, get fucked, you've already paid full price for this, you dumbass. <laughs> it's, it's not even $100, just a picture of Steven giving me the finger. <laughs> it's a picture of me giving $100 the finger. <laughs> well, that $100 could buy me two beers at the... In a West pub, man. I the, 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 the $100 uh, could, could take a, a small chunk of change out of the thousands of dollars you probably had to spend on the anthrax. You know what? That $100 could uh, be um, used to buy two gift copies of this game. <laughs> that $100 and, could and be I almost have, okay, spent I have at yeah, least okay, three I'll, friends that, with this on their wish list. I have three friends with this on this wish list. That's a good I'm idea. You're spreading it. You're not getting a digital shirt. I don't know. <laughs> the digital deluxe edition. Either start with the digital deluxe edition <laughs> or don't. Don't buy a game and then be like, you know what? That was good. I want the digital deluxe edition. I mean, but- once I get to the post-game section, I, I can get into why I'd consider it. But I, real quick on the music front, just to finish that topic off. Um, oh, yeah, we were talking about music. <laughs> yeah, um, they, oh, they yeah. were also really smart about this. They added a streamer mode. And uh, um, for the streamer mode, they just have uh, in-house music that they made originally. And they kind of match the songs that... um. That are all licensed, so that way, um, for the boss fight tracks at least, um, all the musical oh, notes that queue up with the bo- boss attacks all sync up properly. Yeah, nice. That, that's pretty clever, actually. Yeah, and and the music is like just distinct enough to get away with uh, not being a copyright infringement. <laughs> that's so good, actually. <laughs> it's invaders must die, but it's but but instead of die, it's just invaders must not alive. Yeah. <laughs> If, man, no, that's a I'd, song. I'd oh, actually, you such a band. What a tune. Man, oh, there's a couple of good AMVs floating around of there. That, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so this, this one I can actually make the comparison of because I've heard these two. Um, one of the boss fights has um, Wolfgang's Fifth Symphony by Wolfgang Gartner as um, a boss track. And uh, the in-house version is just called The Fizif instead of The Fifth. Like that. that, that that's pretty fun. That is pretty fun. It does sound fun. Anyway, so the thing I was going to get into about the um the post like why I'd buy the deluxe edition is because the post game is basically play the game again. Um like new game plus type of stuff. But new game pretty- plus kind of stuff. They have some fun things that are in the new game plus you can do. Um but a big thing is that every mission has a, a secret door in there. Like every level has a secret door. And you're not allowed to go in there until the post game because they're all tied to the uh, post game story. Boo. Yeah. Every level also has segments that are like, hey, here's the first level is one I can think of right off the top of my head. It's like, hey, here's this barrier protected by fire. Um, you don't get you don't get the ability to go through fire doors until the three quarter mark of the game. So wait, 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 wait. You can't get through fire. What, what if there's a fire? Can you not use the fire door? You, you have to use a fire escape. Checkmate, atheist. Well, I suddenly feel way less safe about going to my office where we have fire doors but no fire escape. Well, how's that, that the fire like supposed to get on? How's the fire supposed to get on into the office? He's got <laughs> I, his job to do. I, I let it in when I show up my mixtape. 
Oh, right. <laughs> Last warning. <laughs> the the, the mixtape featuring such bangers as "Invaders Must Die" by the Prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> what a my favorite part was when they. My favorite was when they sampled "Way" on that song. But yeah, um, in there. every also, fucking episode, I ha- Steve. I swear to God. <laughs> I, I haven't done the post game yet, but apparently you can't skip the cutscenes either, which is also a big no-no to me. It's like, is it, this is a pretty long game. There's cutscenes all throughout the levels. There's slow walk and talk segments or stop and talk segments. And some of the levels go for like 60 minutes on the first playthrough. Um, so about like one JRPG cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, so not being able to skip them and get through the game faster is a bit of a um down note, I'd say. I I'll have to do come back to that later and like go myself. Oh no, it's actually fine if it's fine. But just hearing about it, it, it sounds kind of like an annoyance. It, it just kind of feels like an artificial way to extend the game's length. Well, okay. So at what point um I do at what point is it replayability? Um, because that's something that, because High on Life had a bit of that as well, as they go back to another level with a different power-up and you can access different areas. Like, you didn't have to play the story again. The way Devil May Cry kind of handles it is that... Oh, boy, here it is. It's, <laughs> I'm saying, uh, yeah, it, it's just because, like, Devil May Cry is kind of like the peak of the genre. Um, so, try, like, if something does it differently in a worse way, it, it can just be pointed to easily going, no, they, they, this is the right way to do it. Um, you can get everything on the first run through you. Um, and at that point, the replay is do the battle tower and get a higher rank on the missions. Because if you're into that, the game is long enough on a first playthrough that if you don't want to replay it, you've, you've gotten a good chunk of it. Um, you've gotten a good deal anyway. Like it's been a full playthrough and you feel you can feel content just finishing it. Having all these little parts that are like, in this mission, you've got to come back in the post game. Uh, this mission is like 40 minutes long now. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of not as great. Yeah, and it is very jarring as well, especially when you're finding it in your first playthrough. It's like, oh, scenario I can't go to. I'll have to come back. Yeah, and they have sure. little yeah. dialogue bits as well um, where they kind of make fun of the fact that you can't go in there yet. Um, like every- uh, like God of War Ragnarok, where they're just like, looks like there's some magic that you're too fucking stupid to know about yet. Yeah, basically, <laughs> um, it, it's just for the, it's just for the one secret mission door per level. They have this, but basically, every time you get a new person join your team, uh, they have a new dialogue prompt for the first time you run into a door with them, and they're basically <laughs> like, oh hey, so I haven't figured out what this is yet. Do you know what this is? And the person will be like, no, no idea. It looks right on the camera. There, there, <laughs> is, there is actually a looks right at the camera moment in this game. Music, mu- music, music stops. So <laughs> now you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> that 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 was that was in the trailer. I'm I'm so happy that was only for the trailer. Oh good. <laughs> there, yeah, that, that is such an overdone trope that it's like it it doesn't work anymore. The, the trailer. Remember the, the trailer kind remember of. Remember that part. You go. You no, go. Oh, fuck. Mine's not funny. What the um, fuck happened? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so remember that time in like the early 2000s where everything was like you're being interrogated and sorry, the early 2010s and you were being interrogated on a sort of flashback sequence like Persona 5 and Call of Duty Black Ops? Yeah, yeah. I remember bring those. those. Yeah, bring those back. <laughs> uh, Steve, we, we can't. We're being interrogated day to day with just cost of living crisis. You bought an egg lately? I did. 
Just a it's single not expensive in Australia, it's funny. No, no, it was the other way around. All I wanted was six, but the thing is, everyone else wanted packs of six eggs, so I had to buy a, a, a ten pack? Oh, you poor, Hang on. poor what? thing. No, 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 what? A ten pack of eggs? Those don't exist. Shut up. They come in six or they come in twelve? All those weird I mean, he's, packs. He's in a different country. Maybe they pack them differently in New Zealand. Oh, they look small. I googled it. Um... <laughs> Man, crazy. Yeah, we got fleeced by um farmers market eggs and it was like uh thirteen dollars for a twelve pack. Man. Yeah, like, uh, it was... it's shit shit's fucked. No, but they're farmers market eggs, so it was like a scam. Yeah. I'm not seeing a ten pack of eggs on our local woolies. That's real, countdown real... for you, New Zealanders. Um Yeah, true. Um <laughs> yeah, all all of the all of the Kiwi listeners we have. Um uh do you guys see that that people are smuggling eggs across the US Mexico border? I saw You're that. Fucking kidding. I, it's better than drugs at the moment. <laughs> fucking cartels, Mexican drug cartels are smuggling eggs into the US. That's so good. I know. Didn't someone make a joke to Taylor Swift about the price of eggs and it looks like she doesn't get it? And then everyone's like, oh, she doesn't buy her eggs. I'm like, she's literally a quadrillionaire. She doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. The concept need of money is, yeah, the concept of money doesn't <laughs> exist to her. <laughs> I'm just thinking of um, uh, arresting No, I bet she still doesn't buy the deluxe edition. <laughs> 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 it got handed to her. <laughs> she, got a, she got a review copy. Hey, hey, TT, here's our game. Do you want to put your music in the sequel? Oh man, that'd be based. I'd, I wouldn't buy the deluxe edition for it, but I. <laughs> but I'd think about it. Yeah, I'd, I'd play it on Game Pass. No, I'm, um, I'm, yes, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Arrest Development, where where uh, it's like it's like that that um, classic meme of the of the, the grandmother looking at it, like it's a banana. How much could it cost? Five dollars. <laughs> I have not seen it. Oh, I, need to, I, need to, I need to find this clip after. So good. Anyway, also, what's Seth, Arrested Development? I'm not going to. <laughs> Cancelled round two. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what were we talking about beforehand? Eggs, uh, replayability. Doors, uh, yeah, replayability. I, was, I was going to jump into um, character dialogue and stuff because we were like, oh, hey, that, that hey, this is me, um, like, freeze frame, this is me, how did I get here? line was just specifically for the trailer yeah. and that trailer was kind of full of like bad jokes so I'm, I'm really happy that coming out of the game it's like no actually all the writing in this game was fantastic all the characters were great they actually had really funny gags all throughout it they even have a character that specifically is that a fucking Jojo reference to character and they somehow managed to pull that off without it coming off as cringe wow um, no, it's it's all full of fantastic stuff. Um, one of my favorite running gags throughout the game is that the game has um, uh, data logs you can find throughout it. Like you go through a level and just find a um notepad that you can read, and one of them in like the third level is this one machine that's been to- this one robot's been told, "Hey, it's your job to go through and fix up all the coffee machines," and he's really pissed about it. So to get his revenge before he's uh, released from the um, company is that he's going to set all of the coffee machines to decaf. And that just come, be- starts becoming a running joke throughout the game. Like all these characters are going for coffee and they're, they're being told it's decaf. And it's like, why, why the fuck is it decaf? Where the fuck is the coffee? Um, one, one person's like, oh, I, I, need, I want my coffee. It, why is it decaf? And someone goes, oh, you have to do a firmware update. And she's like, why does a coffee machine need a firmware update? <laughs> You know what? Never mind. Just get me to decaf. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, 
I, I'm just going to straight up spoil it. I fucking love the villain because he's such a failure of a person in general. Um, so you find out really early in the game that he's working on a on the ability to brainwash everyone inside the Armstrong program that the main character went through at the beginning. Um, so you're like, oh, he's going to brainwash everyone to make an army of uh, robotic enhanced people. They at, at the very end of the game, they revealed, no, actually, he. He's not doing that. What's actually going on is that uh, um, he brainwashed his mother to become the CEO of the company, found out trying to make products and selling them is really hard. So he's going to brainwash everyone into just buying his shitty products. So hang on, this guy's the CEO of Apple, right? You said his name was Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically a fuck Apple um, sort of uh story and just just the way this the character comes off as being really pathetic and really up himself about the entire situation it's really fucking great i i love him so much for how bad he is do you, do you see a lot of yourself in the in the villain is that why you relate to it so much sir yeah it's it's really hard putting out this podcast and if i could just brainwash everyone to listen to our shitty product it it work out so much better for us <laughs> just brainwash crispy cream into the sponsorship deal why? <laughs> Steve, come on, that was that was perfect timing. Steve, you are my thirteenth reason. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! But yeah, there, Whoa, no, that's television, baby. There, there's also that's fun, showbiz, baby. There's also fun uh, extra things they throw into, like if you it, uh, the ending of the game is like you quickly go level uh, most. Sorry, sorry. Let me let me start this part over. When you do a level, it takes you back to your base so you can kind of like level up and get all your gear in check and then go on to the next level. In the final two or three levels, they just go level, 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 bang, 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 back to back because it's like just story beat after story beat after story beat happening. If you quit out before the final boss um, like level, uh, you'll load back into the game uh, in the hideout and every single character will start calling you out for breaking the pacing of the game. <laughs> That's great. There's, there's also a fun thing where in New Game Plus, you run into a boss fight where you're not meant to be able to kill it yet. Uh, you're meant to actually lose to this boss fight, trigger a cutscene and end the, uh, end the level. But then um, because you've got the power to beat it now, like you've got the um, assist character to beat the boss now, um, you call them out and all the characters are like, wait, wait, this, this guy's not meant to be on your team yet. You're not meant to have this attack yet. Um, and then you beat the boss and one of the other characters is like, well, he beat it. What do we do now? And uh, the robot characters goes, you know what? I'm just going to activate the cutscene for you anyway to progress. And it just plays out the rest of the cutscene like it would if you had lost the boss fight. That's great. But other than these little bits of dialogue, and I guess the hidden door, it still seems like you're playing a lot of a level for what would otherwise be a not a huge amount of change. No, it's not a huge amount of change. Like, so what usually happens with these games is that you usually just replay levels to get a better score. But um, it all these extra little changes and I guess the doors being there are there to like incentivize you to replay. but. It, it feels a little tacked on. Hmm. At, at gotcha. least the doors feel tacked on. The dialogue changes are just kind of like, for some reason they went out of their way to put so much missable dialogue and little details 
that it's kind of cute and funny that they did that. Um, but yeah, the, the last thing I want to touch on is just like little details that I thought was really fun in this game. Um, every level gives you new sound effects for your attacks to match to whatever the new background music for the level is. Um, every time you land an attack on beat, you have a little like invisible crowd going, hey, 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 to every one of your attacks. And my favorite one is that um, when you get to A and S ranks, you have the invisible crowd start chanting the main character's name uh, over and over. So they start going, chai, 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 like push it, pushing your motivation further and further. It, it's little details like that that I love in a game that just kind of add to the experience. Like they, yeah, they, went, cool. they went above and beyond on the sound effects and the audio design in this game, which you want for a rhythm game. One... Uh, I know I know that's the last thing you want to speak about. One thing that I want to quickly touch on is how do you think the stealth release played into how well this game is done? Uh, I'm I'm shocked given that how early we normally hear about a game and its and its life cycle that they stealth launched this and that it was good because if they stealth launched this and it was a Square Enix game, <laughs> boy howdy would that be a different reality? Um, I don't know, I don't know how much it helped, but I think the stealth release was really good for this because um i don't think you want any more trailers or any information than what we got with that initial one i don't think a slow drip of uh, um information would have done this game any good you could have probably announced it three months ago and it would have still done fine but but Hmm. i think the immediate response of here's this thing it's cheap here's the one trailer to get people excited go and I don't know, the crowd of people that I follow all jumped on this right away, and they would have jumped on this right away no matter when it was announced. Like, they, it wouldn't have mattered if it was a year before release, six months before release, or whatever. Everyone would have gotten this day one that I follow, so I don't know how much just the immediate drop helped, its, um, helped it out. Yeah, but, I gotcha. But it did make an impact being an immediate drop. Hmm. Uh, cool. Well, unless you have any final thoughts, score out of 10, Pliazzi. I give this a 9 out of 10. It has a couple- it, it has a couple of things that kind of bug me even a little bit. Pun? Even for the price? Um, yeah, yeah, even for the price. Uh, so, like, there's, there's a couple of little things that annoy me about the game. Um, I went over a couple of them. There's a couple of other ones that didn't feel, like, worth mentioning right now. Um, but yeah. Just in general, like, a 12 to 13 hour game for the price that it is, it's extremely fun, extremely goofy, and, like, great dialogue throughout, great characters throughout. It, it's, it's, like, incredible how good this game is. Um, I'm surprised they're selling it for as cheap as they are. I, I think they could have gone away with charging it uh, more for it. Um, so, yeah, like... Maybe a contender for game of the year. We'll see. Well, definitely one of the games of the year. Yeah, it'll make it on someone's list. It'll make it on a list somewhere. It's true. It might make it onto my top five. You know what? The game, the the game, the year's still young, my friend. We've got. Is um, is it in your top five so far? That's what I mean. Like, this is. We've got at least three more games this year. Let's see what they're like. This is a January game, and it's already, like, making people consider that this might be a game of the year just looking at the prospect you know of what's coming out. 
that's how strong right, the impact it has. You're right, Seth. 2023 is going to be the year of like the revival of video games. I can feel it. We got this. We got Hogwarts Legacy. We got Starfield. Um, we've got the Persona Six remake that's being announced tomorrow. We've got um, Persona, Persona, Persona Six remake. They need yep, to do Persona Six first. Yep, you heard me. I'm leave, leave it there. And um, they've got whatever Pokemon's doing this year. Um, we got it. Street Fighter Six. Yeah. <laughs> We got Final Fantasy 16, we got Final Fantasy 7, we got Final Fantasy 14's next expansion, maybe. Final Fantasy 7 again? Fuck, that's been out every year this, like, for the last fucking 10 years. And it'll be every year for the next 10. <laughs> wake, wake up, baby, you've been in a coma. <laughs> Final Fantasy 7? <VII. laughs> that's it. Okay, I guess it's 1995. <laughs> when did 7 come out? Uh, 95, 96. It came out 97. That's what I said. Good for Final Fantasy 7. Hey, all right, I get it. Oh, I see it now. Okay. Is, is that done? Are we wrapped up? Yeah, are we taking, uh, taking a I break, Pat? So. You got you to send us a break. I've been trying. Trying to do that permanently for the past... Uh, <laughs> now, um, thank you for that, Seth. Uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly a game that I will almost certainly pick up when it goes on sale. And maybe, maybe even pick up on full price. Fuck you, Steve. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> get a deluxe edition just to, just to rub it in even more. Rub his nose in Look, it. Look, either get, get the deluxe board. edition to start off with, don't buy the game and be like, you know what, I want the digital deluxe edition. Either start with it or don't get it. Get the digital deluxe you know edition for half price. Fuck yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to buy the digital upgrade pack now and I'll wait for the base game to go on sale. <laughs> Based. Yeah, base game, you said that. Um, hey, um, anyway, this, this concludes Around the Lounge 4 this week. It means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. As if there wasn't enough Final Fantasy news, Seth. You, got, you got even more for us. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, me, let me get it ready because I accidentally closed the tab. <laughs> you fucking idiot. In the meantime, <laughs> let's listen to three. Why? 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 So don't think about cheating in Final Fantasy fourteen because Yoshi P will find out and he'll strike you out of the world record books for being the world first clear. Now, now, what do I mean by that? <laughs> um, uh, good question, everyone. The the latest um uh, Final Fantasy fourteen patch introduced uh, the Omega Protocol Ultimate, which is <laughs> of course it did. It, it is a high end end game um boss fights that's made for basically the top tier of raiders um you'll have to be max level to do this you have to have like the best gear to do this it's insane difficult stuff and every time um raid bosses come in mmos there's always a race for who will be the world first um let me let me find the name of the team that did this i can't find it at the moment anyway the first team that uh, did the um that did the world clear they got found the name is the name is unnamed underscore Okay, so unnamed underscore, they got the first clear and it came out not long afterwards that they were using third party mods to cheat the game basically, like trying to get uh, advantages that other people wouldn't have because they were using like camera hacks to see the entire battlefield at once instead of what's limited within the game and a couple well, of other that, things. And as somebody, does, who had, as somebody who does play Final Fantasy fourteen. surely just seeing the arena doesn't do that much. It does. It does? Okay, then. Yeah, it, it gives you the tell. It, it lets you see the tells and everything much better than uh, the limited okay. view of the game has. They've struck and out the world first clear and 
since then, another team has come in and actually done it legitimately. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but no one remembers second place. <laughs> yeah, no one remembers second place. And uh, Yo- Yoshi P himself, the director of the game, came out and said, yeah, no, we don't approve of this. Um, we, if his, his stance on mods has been, hey, don't be an idiot and tell us because we have to, we have to ban you if we know you're using mods. We can't tell if you just don't, if, if you just shut your mouth. And so, yeah, these guys putting up videos showing that they, um, they had the mods active, active while doing it is like, that was a big no-no. Yoshi P out here with the snitches get stitches mentality. It, it really is. It's the snitches get stitches mentality because they, they can't tell on their side that you're running mods. So you basically have to dob yourself in for it. Well, it's probably one of those things that, um, if you if- no one says that you, you're using cheats and no one's using cheats type of mentality. Like the second you start talking about it, it's like, oh shit, uh, now we have to do something. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a weird thing to do. Um, but at the same time, I guess if you're trying to get a world record, maybe it's, you got to do what you got to do. It's not on the docket, but I'm throwing in some extra quick uh, Farm nah, Fantasy news here. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Speaking of, of mods, there's a popular mod called G-Shade, which is basically a um, way to uh, reshade the game, make it look prettier, um, increase the brightness and the colors of the game. Um, the person that uh, made that mod is... Uh, uh, he, he found out other people are using other mods on top of it and stuff, and like there's a bunch of stuff going on. So he just put malware in the, in the mod. And <laughs> <laughs> what a... F- Jesus Christ. That's uh, such a Chad move. And so- Is it? Yeah, go on, Steve. Sorry, I was cutting you what? off there. No, 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 no. I literally just said, is it? Like, it's- oh. Man. <laughs> um, weird. Yeah, Weird yeah, hill to die on. It's, it's a really weird hill to die on. And um, so, yeah, G-Shade's just been shut down. Like, everyone's uninstalled it, and the entire project's been taken offline. What, what a weird thing to do, my dude. Very. The, um, uh, also something that wasn't on the docket, and I actually don't know if, how recent it is, but in the past month-ish, I'm pretty sure, uh, there was some drama in the Minecraft speedrunning community just because someone was using mods that basically weren't detectable until he came out and he was like, yeah, I cheated, and everyone's like, holy shit, really? <laughs> and it was just, it was stuff like, um, uh, very, very slightly adjusted a couple spawn rates of things so that uh, it's basically undetectable based on the sample size because it was it was something to do with like a specific seed uh, category for Minecraft. So it was already kind of um, clocked down to a T, but it was stuff like spawning a dolphin. Therefore, uh, some bit in the water was like slightly faster. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, that dolphin wasn't supposed to be there. I added that. And everyone's like, well, <laughs> we need to improve anti-cheat now. <laughs> well, it was it so Dream almost- that did that? No, 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 no. This is um, much more... <laughs> I said, I said in the last month, Jesus Christ, do you think Dream's going in for round two? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's got to stay relevant somehow. <laughs> He's already reeled his face. What more does he have? More Minecraft cheats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. okay, so round back to the 14 thing. So what has specific, specifically happened is the, 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 uh, the um, developer added a um, malware that would shut down your computer if G-Shade files were, uh, were accessed by a third-party application. They're so fucking oh, so strange. Like- so as long as you don't combine mods, you're fine. Yeah, as long as you don't combine mods, you would have been fine, but... But just let them combine mods, who cares? But man, uh, this is just more mods on top of mods bullshit for the Final Fantasy XIV community. Yoshi P's calling you out, the developers of G-Shade are calling you out. It's all, it's all fun and games until your uh, 
your like 15 year old me and you get the files to Skyrim from a friend who was using a shit ton of mods and including the exploding chickens mod and then you didn't understand why everyone in the village hated you because you accidentally killed everyone. <laughs> That's, mod. Just, just, mod. Just, That's just, just comedy. Just, just me. Just me. Just you. Wait a minute, you pied with Skyrim? You didn't even pie with Skyrim at all. Your friend gave it to you. No, no, no. What did he give it, it to was, you on like an external hard drive or something? Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it was back, in the, back in the days when we had um, made it internet where I didn't have the capacity uh, to download Skyrim, but I had it bought on Steam. It just would have taken me like a couple months of downloading chunks of it. And my mate was like, oh, I'll just give you the files. You could have just done it. Um, what I used to do with that, I used to just download everything on the last day, leave my computer on. Man, 30th and the 31st, that's a great time to do it. Yeah. We started getting charged for. Oh, you got charged. Oh, no, we, yeah, our speeds, nah, our yeah, speeds we, just get we, like throttled. Yeah, we, we used to do that where we'd, we, it used to be a 10 gig cap and we'd download 10 gigs over like three or four weeks of the month and then we'd download 50 gigs in the last. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before, before they throttle the speed. So, guys, <laughs> before I'm, they figure it out. I'm going to do this live on the podcast right now. This next news docket was meant to be here just to upset Josh. Should we cut it? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, the what crew three. Yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> oh, the crew motor fed. Oh, you just didn't answer. I was supposed to announce that. Um, I don't care yeah. about the crew. Uh, I played the first one. It was uh, it was very mid. Um, like Forza does better. Gran Turismo does better. Definitely seems like we've got we've got a good racing game at home. <laughs> racing game at home. Yeah, but the racing um, game at home is better. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I just added this here <laughs> because I wanted Josh to read the line. Ubisoft announces another game coming out before Sea of Thieves. I had a whole bit as well. I was gonna be like, "Hey, what's Ubisoft's next game?" Someone would have been like, "CFD is like <laughs> dumbass." No, no. It's, it's Prince of Persia <laughs> is coming before that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the Crimmoto Fest has been announced. We get to move on. Um, moving on to uh, some dis disguise. Dis- you you, you were right on the money there. It's disguise. Disguise. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Disguise. Stephen, go to the corner. Make your new noise. <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, no, the new Not noise. What was the noise? I can't remember. You're gonna have to do it for me, Steph. It was the slur. <laughs> no. That's anyway, disagree. <laughs> um, yeah, just Disgaea Seven coming to a bunch of platforms this fall. I someone else if they want to expand on it, cool. I don't. I, I literally what I want to expand on this is that the last Disgaea game, uh, Disgaea Six, came out on PS4 and Switch in Japan. And Nisa, the localization team, was like, we're just going to release this on Switch for a year and then we'll do, like, an extended deluxe edition later for PS4 and PS5. And everyone hated that move. So this time with Disgaea 7, they're going, we're just releasing it on every platform and PC this time. Please don't get mad at us. What kind of game is this? Uh, Hang on, let me guess. Is it a JRPG? No, it's a visual novel. No, it is a strategy JRPG. So kind of like Fire Emblem, but the numbers get big. Ah, all right then. So, so take Fire uh, Emblem, and instead of having 30 health, you have 30 million health. Oh, but e- but Jesus. Each attack, each attack gets up to like that 30 million as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're not going to be doing 30 damage if you've got 30 million health. That'll it'll get done by the time this is GA8. Playing with, playing with some uh, Zimbabwean inflation numbers right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was a good one. Of all of the shit that we've said today, Steve, I really didn't think that was the one that you were going to laugh that hard at. What can I say? <laughs> I do love me seeing Zimbabwean inflation. Don't Google that. Don't Google <laughs> that. No, don't Google that. <laughs> don't believe me? Look up Stephen Zimbabwe inflation. <laughs> okay, Google that one. <laughs> Let's see how up. it goes. Um, next, next, next up, next up, next up. Uh, a PSA to the 
I was going to say to the, the same people that own PS Vitas because they have great tasting consoles and they, and they also own PS5s, but then I realized that PS5... Has PS5 basically overcome its supply issues at this point? Yes. They've been yeah, making a big deal about it yeah. the past couple of weeks where every region is getting a trailer going, we don't have supply issues in this area anymore. Hmm. Anyway, uh, welcome to all the new uh, best game console owners other than PlayStation Vita owners. Uh, shout out to the other 20 people out there. Um, so part of what made owning a PS5 a really good deal is that there was a bunch of games in the PlayStation Plus collection, and they've been doing this since uh, 2020. I don't, I don't know if it was part of the pandemic. I feel like it was partially this, this related was, to the pandemic. This was uh, on offer the moment the PS5 released. So it was oh, literally okay. just for PS5 owners. If you have PlayStation Plus, you have these. It, it was 20 games, but one of them got removed. So like it's 19 now, but you get these 19 games for free. And it was like a very, it was, it was a pretty cool idea. It definitely does seem like it was on their sort of take of being like, oh, hey, we've got no PS5 games, so play these games. Uh, and they're actually like good games. Like just looking at the list now. Yeah, I mean, uh, like re- realistically, there's only one game you need to play, which is Monster Hunter World. So the, the, other, the other games are bonuses. Sure, I'm sorry, did, but... you just, did you just throw Infamous Second Son under a bus? Yes. Or Last of Us Remastered? I mean, no, no one can that. go under the bus. Final Fantasy 15? That one is definitely becoming... under a bus. <laughs> Oh, that one's under uh, two buses. Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4. That one's in a trash fire. <laughs> God of War? God of War's fine. Yeah, God of War's okay. You know what? I mean, it's, Steven, it's, it's just no go through the list. Uh, no, that, those are the only good games I don't really care about anymore. I like Batman um, Arkham Knight. I never played it. Um, and Bloodborne's like, pretty great. No, oh, yeah, Uncharted, Uncharted of Thieves and, and Monster Hunter World. That's all you need. Yeah, you, uh, not wrong. Mortal Kombat X. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, so... Yeah, a bunch of good so, games. A bunch of good games. Yeah. But and a bunch of, like, are, decent exclusives as well. Like, you don't think they, they'd be giving away Uncharted so, 4 or Bloodborne. Like, quite but, a I mean, they're not exclusive anymore. Bloodborne well, like, still is, but un- Uncharted 4... Oh, yeah, yeah Uncharted 4's made its way to PC now. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so Sony, um, Mr. Mr. Rim Giant himself... <laughs> Is, is taking the, the PlayStation collection and uh, taking it to the farm, uh, where it'll have lots of wide open spaces to, to run and play. Um, and the, 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 the bus taking it to the farm that, that ran over all of those games on the way uh, is, is leaving the station uh, early May. So add those games to your account while you can. Yeah, yeah I've gone through own. and added the ones that I know I'll want to play. Like, I don't give a fuck about Fallout 4, so I didn't get that. Detroit, I'm going to go through for the funny ha-has at it at some point. Literally losing money if you don't, but whatever. I've added some, but I need to go back and add the rest. Just yeah, yeah, get the completionist the wall, yeah. trophy. Yeah, it, it's just some of these I can look at and go, yeah, I'm never touching this, so you never I don't know. bother. Name, name, name one. Battlefield 1. Name another one. <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Oh, fuck yeah. He's got ya. Right, name, name one more. Fallout 4. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, no. You already said that. No, you. you already said that. You already said that. Name another one. All right, Mortal Kombat no, X because I already had that on disc and I didn't like it. Fuck you, man. <laughs> All right, you know this I is making me sad. The rest of them I added to the library. It was just those four. Man's like Kombat Oh, I didn't add the Last Guardian because I had that on disc and it's actually worse if you get that digital. Explain on PS5 anyway. It's worse if you get that digital. Explain. Don't, don't explain. No, don't explain. No, I will explain. So what happened is uh, um, they added a patch. Listen to Steve. Doesn't listen to me. That's whatever. That's they, typical. Well, That's hey. Typical. Um, get it, it. Unpatched the game has a um, 
unlocks frame rates and patched it to caps at uh, 30 FPS. So you oh, want so to play it unpatched on PS5, so it's, it's always hitting 60. Yeah, it seems like a non-issue, but whatever, for a little bit. Interesting. Say, like, I, feel like, I feel like there's a prerequisite step there, which is wanting to play The Last Guardian, which I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway. I like um, The Last Guardian. It's not as good no, as Shadow of the Colossus, yeah. but it's a Seth, good game. Seth, Seth liking The Last Guardian, all you need to know. Yeah, I really. Even I know that game's fucking atrocious. And Speaks I'm volumes. It. Yeah. Honestly, Man. bro, say less. <laughs> it's better than Eco. I do not know what that game is. That was the you first mean Ico? Days, uh, You mean Ico? Games. Yeah, Ico. Yeah. I've heard, it, I've heard people pronounce it as Eco, so that's what I thought it was. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah, it might be like 20% on your, uh, on your PlayStation playtime bill switch to Ico. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> that's like an insurance reference. Are we sponsored by Eco? That, that lizard took over your soul for like a split second. The, the, the ghost of excellent insurance deals took over me for a sec. Excellent insurance deals. Uh, we've got meerkats that sell insurance over it's here. The, um, it's, it's, anyway. it's the, the fourth ghost of, uh, of Christmas part. No, um, the, the fourth, the, um, fuck. The fourth ghost of, um, shit, not the Nightmare Before Christmas. What's the Christmas Carol? The fourth ghost of a Christmas Carol. There we go. The ghost of good car insurance. The ghost of Christmas insurance. Ghost <laughs> of Christmas insurance. <laughs> no, just the, do, you, do you have volcano insurance? <laughs> Are there any yeah. volcano? We haven't yeah, had flood insurance? eruption here in, in, in hundreds of years. Doesn't that mean we're overdue for one? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's game theory, but like. <laughs> that's what Gam- insurance Gam- is. Gambler's fallacy with natural disasters. That, that's, anyway, that's, uh, that's Ned Flanders' whole deal. He doesn't have in- insurance because it's gambling if it's going to happen. <laughs> He's not wrong, but. Based, honestly. Anyway, um, next, next up on the list. Next up on the list. Uh, Tekken 8. We have uh, some gameplay. We, we do have some gameplay, so I'm not going to go over it. <laughs> anyway, next up on the list. <laughs> I'm not going to go over it. They did a 37 minutes presentation on some of the new mechanics that are in the game. It yeah, looks- that's why I paused. Yeah. I clicked the video. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> they- fuck <laughs> They they just uh, they they very intricately go over the new heat system that they're adding to the game and all the things it's doing. Um, I'm not going to go over it. Watch it yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> level five look, wanted level. It, it looks interesting. It looks fun. Um, they're making the game more aggressive and trying to get people to go more up in your face as a new uh, momentum of the game rather than the back dashing cancelling that's in Tekken right now. Uh, we'll see if that if that holds true in the competitive scene. Um, more interesting lo- interestingly, though, they they reconfirmed that Nina Williams is going to be in the game. She's in every second game, so it's not a surprise. But they gave her guns <laughs> this time. She's she's just shooting people in the back or in the face and doing sick dodge rolls while doing it. Um, That's fucking horrible. Imagine that you go to like a fist fight and, <laughs> and some fucking blonde bitch is like pew 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 pew. Yoshimitsu has been in there since day one with a sword. Uh, That's what I was saying. Steve, I don't know how to tell you this, buddy, but uh, based on who they let into Tekken, you could roll up to this underground fighting ring and literally be fighting a bear. (laughs) Yes. yes, But that's different to literally someone that's going like 360 no-scope me across the map. They they added a boxing uh, raptor in the game at one point. (laughs) Good, I can take him. Give the old left-right good night, I can take him. (laughs) They've also <laughs> added multiple boxing kangaroos. Yeah, I'd take them both. Hey, Steve, Steve. A do you couple of pep pals in the joey, if you know what I mean, eh? Do, do, do you fancy your chances against one box-sized raptor or a hundred raptor-sized boxes? 
Is it raining? He goes over his head and he's done. I mean, I reckon I could take some soggy cardboard if it's raining. I don't know. Hundred raptors, but and it's it's not anyway. in this news. It's not in this news article, but also they confirms that um the game company Arika is going to be helping them with the netcode on Tekken Seven and Tekken Eight. Arika, what's the netcode? What's the netcode? Arika do- did rollback. Just 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 one word. What's the netcode? Possibly rollback netcode. Uh, he said possibly. That's it. He's literally cope. He's, he's uh, on. He's on life support. Arika did the rollback netcode for their game, fighting EX Layer, which is an Unreal Engine 3D game like Tekken is. So they have experience doing rollback. Um, it came out shoddily at first, but I've heard that it's improved since. So it seems like they're going to be retrofitting it into Tekken Seven, and just from day one, making sure it works in Tekken Eight. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to add to Tekken, or can we move on? Game looks fun. Move on. Cool. I'm sure that could have been a segue. Anyway, fuck it. Um, Star Wars news. We have. Some... I fucking love Star Wars. Um, okay. I don't want to. You want to. You want to like follow up on? No, no. I, I just take wanted him to, away, toys. I, I just wanted to do a red letter media reference. Uh, do okay. not know what that is. Google that red letter media. I don't get it. It's a film and video production company. Um, you guys are really letting me go on with this, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> well, hey. Yep. I don't I know. Do podcasts or something? I, I don't really know. I, I, I don't get it. Um, I, I, I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, so Jedi, uh, Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, eh? They, they do they fucking hell me. You guys are really making me do this. You're killing me out here. <laughs> you, you just kind of started and didn't stop. And every two words, you're like, please stop me. And it's like, but then Seth, you continue. Seth, Seth, we need to, he needs to learn when to put down the shovel. All right. <laughs> I'm just pissing myself right now. <laughs> Steven, just go wahe and move on. Wahey. I'm cool. sorry, Patrick, uh, I had to make him do that. Speaking of things that went on too long and got cancelled, uh, Twitch <laughs> Seinfeld's dead. Anyway, next up on the list. Uh, wait, 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 we didn't we even have... really touch on Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I just said I fucking love Star Wars and then Steven broke. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what more context you need. Um, they did a nine minute gameplay presentation for a level. I haven't seen it yet because I didn't have time. Um, but yeah. I go go watch it if you're interested in Star Wars. Uh, <gasps> Jedi Survivor. I'm skipping. I'm skipping through the trailer, and he's got dual lightsabers. Oh, the highest form of melee weapon: dual sabers, dual sword, dual anything. Actually, I love it. Mwah. They they also revealed in the trailer that he has a Kylo Ren lightsaber, and I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I don't know dumb. what it can do differently from just a regular lightsaber, but it has those little uh, lightsaber handguards, and that's just that just does yeah. something for me. Uh, in the canon, I think they're vents. Um, because the crystal's yeah, unstable. Yeah. He, he crystal's like corrupted or something. <laughs> he yeah, made it screwed. wrong, so he has to ventilate it like that. <laughs> he bought the lightsaber on Wish. <laughs> I, think, I think Wish has better products, that, uh, uh, products quality than what Kylo Ren can do. Does look good. Doesn't it? Doesn't look that very different from like the last game. Maybe a bit more fluid. Yeah, um, it looks more fluid. Yeah, it's a grapple and- hook. He's climbing. Ooh, he's got a staff. Um, yeah, the staff was in the last game. It's a video well. game. Was it? I can't really remember. Yeah. That game was good, but then it was very much like, okay, it's over now. 
Oh, they have new force abilities. Like you can just grab things and throw them at people. Can you do that in the last game? I just used to throw people around. I think you just threw people around, but now you can grab environmental objects. I swear you could do that. Maybe you could, and I'm just misremembering. But yeah, no, anyway. it looks fantastic. I'm not getting it day one. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I know Steve's going to ask that. Are you getting it, though? I am getting it. I, I'm just going to wait for it to go down in price because I will not pay $125 for it. Actually, maybe Amazon has it for 85 And if they do, Don't then I'll probably get it day one. A lot of money. That's you like know what they say about a fool and his money? That's, that's two happy hour schooners at the local gentrified pub. You've got to leave by 11. Fuck. What the fuck is a schooner? Schooner. Oh, oh, oh they I have see- it for 80 as a pre-order price. For PS5. Maybe, maybe I will get it day one. So a schooner is just like a glass of beer pack. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Yeah. You know how you get like pints and they're like, what, 600 mils or something? Uh, what, sure. what, what's, the, what's the average uh, intake for a shoey? Oh, fuck. It depends on how big your shoe is. Yeah, true. I'm like, I'm like a size like 12 and a half, 13. Fuck it. Uh, it's fucking big feet, motherfucker. Yeah, you know what they say. Yeah, big you should Big shoes to fill, eh? Well, my size yeah. nines are going to go far in yours, eh? Basically a yard glass in, uh, in each shoe, really. Yard glass? What's a yard glass? Actually? It, yeah, it is, It's a glass the size yard of a yard. yard? Like no, one, one a, US yard, not one yard. One, one no, backyard. It's, 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 what, what are you doing on your 21st? Do a yardy. I have never heard of this. Please elaborate. All right. uh, we'll, we'll, find, we'll find clips later. We're getting, we're getting wildly off topic. Um, There's a movie called Yardi that came out in 2018. Uh, it's probably unrelated, to be honest. 5.8 out of 10. So are we going to talk about this AI Jerry Seinfeld being transparent? No, we're skipping that one. No, already did. Already did. It got cancelled <laughs> yeah. just like Steve did, trying to fucking flounder through a Star Wars segment. Anyway. Um, uh, oh yeah, it got cancelled with transphobia. That's all the context you need. Uh, Dragon Age 4. Uh, I'll talk about this because I love Dragon Age. No, I, wanted, yeah, I, mean, I wanted to. No, no, no. I, I wanted give a shit. To I'm talking to- about it. Why? I wanted to post a gif about this, but it's been taken down everywhere. The drop kick that was in this uh, in the gameplay footage that leaked. I hope that it goes in as it was uh, posted. I do not want that improved in any way. Okay, so let's back up. So some footage, like a very early, very alpha footage of Dragon Age Four has leaked online. Um, it seems to be sort of like one sort of combat setting in like a room. There's no roof. The fucking assets are very bad. The animations do look quite fluid uh, and the attacks do look very nice. There's like some party combat going on as in like you've got your character and you've got two other of your party members that seem to be doing their own thing. Um, and it looks very, it, it's very, very rough. But at the same time, you can sort of see the direction they're going on, uh, which leads me to my complaint. Um, the, the actual Reddit post, it was uh, posted on the person gave a bit of a description of what I think was, my friend told me that this is what's happening. And like, I'm sure he did. Does he go to a different school? Um, but essentially what uh, it seems like they're going for a, uh, an action RPG style, um, just like God of War 2018. And that's noted specifically as an experience. Yeah. Um, sorry. As God of War 2018 is the direct inspiration. Yeah, inspiration, that was what I was looking yeah. for, which is a very weird thing because I thought, like, while it was, like, a good, fluid game, it did nothing fucking new in terms of the action space. Um, it, it, it was literally, it's a sort of take on that, what Batman Arkham Asylum did, like, what, 10, 15 years ago now. It's like, a, oh, cool, counter, hit, 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 roll, special attack. Now, now, 
I'm I'm going to take an issue with that. Okay, that's a gross gross simplification. That is is a gross simplification and comparison to make because there there is miles between, like, gameplay style between Arkham and God of War and just a general what you do in the combat of those games. I don't really think so. But anyway, anyway. So it, it, it's it's an interesting thing because of the last Dragon Ages, like so. Drag, there's been three Dragon Age games, not including that weird card game they put out, which is actually not too bad. So Dragon Age Origins was essentially a borderline top-down uh, RPG that you could sort of make turn, like turn-based type of thing. What like one of those? What are they? CRPGs? I think they're called. Um, like Pillars of Eternity or uh, those Pathfinder games. It was a bit like that. Uh, Dragon Age Two was pretty much action RPG and then Dragon Age Inquisition was more so and it just seems like that's the direction they're going in. They're leading more into the action RPG which is good or bad. It is what it is. Uh, and as someone who has played every Dragon Age game like multiple times gotten multiple endings with it. I'm really invested in the lore. I'm semi disappointed in it because there's, there's a lot of depth in what they could do, and it seems like if they are sort of, maybe it's not the correct, correct word because it is still an early alpha stage, but if they're sort of dumbing it down, like they'd be having to take out a couple of features for it to get to the God, God of War sort of stage. Like there's elemental effects that sort of should come in. There's different other different things that the old Dragon Age games have had that might sort of not make sense to be done in this type of way, but look, at the same time, maybe it's just sort of me being married to the past. Maybe I should just Build a bridge, as they say. But yeah, excited for it. Will you be getting it day one? You know what? And may God forgive me for saying this. Potentially. Like, there are certain things I... Oh no, you're going to pre-order it, aren't you? Look, let's see what the pre-order bonuses are. (laughs) But there are certain certain game series. Have you learned your lesson from Fallout 4? Maybe it's cheaper in Turkey. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I'll get the the shipped out and I'll get it four years later. But there there are certain... Game series that I really love, like this, the Mass Effect series. Uh, all right, all right, all right. On, one, on one hand, on one hand, the historical the historical knowledge of how good the Dragon Age and Mass Effect series are. On the other hand, everything Bioware has done recently. What Look, if this is Dragon Age Inquisition two? I didn't mind Dragon Age Inquisition. I thought it was not too bad. He's a lost cause. I'm sorry. It's terminal. Stop saying that. Um, are I, you eating? Yeah, I am. Sorry, I thought I could get away with it. <laughs> God damn! All not right. past this uh, host, you're not. Um, <laughs> mm, I can smell it. What have I got then? Spaghetti, Oreos. <laughs> Wrong. It's rice paper rolls, fuckwits. Um, no, but it, I, it, Dragon Age Inquisition had a lot of problems, and a lot of those problems were it's existing. Pet- no, <laughs> you haven't played. Have you played it, Seth? <laughs> this isn't about me. This is about Dragon Age Inquisition. You haven't played the game. <laughs> Every day it brings pain just by its own existence. So there, there was a lot of problems with Dragon Age Inquisition, like it's the the, the real time quest you'd have to send your uh, forces on, the open world being like really bad, and quest being essentially fetch quests and all that kind of stuff. But I don't feel like I feel like they were trying something new, and it didn't work. And it's time for them to learn from it instead of doubling down. Hopefully, they learned a lot of stuff from. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, because that wasn't very good. That was very open for no reason. So hopefully they can use it as a Maybe learning Maybe they'll make this one open for a reason. Maybe the recent uh, remasters of the Mass Effect trilogy 
have reminded them which it, what they can do in this space. It's unlikely, but I'm living on hope. Hoping and coping uh, all your way to the bank. Um, speaking of, uh, rumors are that the Nintendo Direct uh, on February 8th. Oh, oh uh, it's not a rumor anymore. It's happened. Uh, oh, oh, right. Rumors of what's going to be on there. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were leading <laughs> to rumors are there's going to be a Nintendo Direct, not- Every day I try, every day I come into the studio and I think that this week, this week will be the one where Seth doesn't fuck me over. <laughs> and every week I go home and cry into my pillow disappointed. <laughs> Don't be upset, you're going to do that anyway. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the span of 12 hours today, this Nintendo Direct went from being rumored to being confirmed. I messed myself up. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, well, <laughs> in that case, in that case, Seth, why don't you fucking take it away? <laughs> yeah, so um, the, Nintendo, uh, the Nintendo Direct is happening tomorrow for real, for real. No cap in. That's straight bussin'. <laughs> In all right, Steve took it too far. In eleven and a half hours from when we're recording this, and I, I, I do not want to get ahead of myself, but I'm feeling pretty good. I think the switch might be real. Literally, you're hitting cope levels that can't be possible. What it's really going to be is we can't forget that Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy is coming out for the Switch uh, in a couple of months. So I think if you'll allow me to dream for a bit, uh, Dumbledore conf- confirms the Smash. Oh, Dumbledore even. I thought you were going to go Voldy. <laughs> no, nah, Dumbledore. I'm just going to say it. There I said it. They hated him because he was right. You know, you said that up as a joke in the break segment. I don't feel like it, li- it delivered to my expectations. You know what, Seth? You know what? Mad. Let's call me out on that. Yeah, let's call me out on that. That's, that's great. That's great. Fuck you, man. You're welcome. I, I, do a, I do a lot of calling out on this podcast. Calling out the break segments, calling out the group chat segments. Here we are. Here we are. Just three, three colleagues, three, three acquaintances, even uh, having having a chat. Uh, you know, try, trying to trying to uh, bring bring some good good energy to the universe. And then Seth decides on the last new story of the docket to not only fucking murder me in cold blood, but then fucking take a swipe at Steve. It's what I do for fun. You know, what, just for that. I'm gonna cough the rest of the podcast. Are you gonna edit it? <laughs> I'll just cut you. I'll just cut you out of the rest of the podcast. No, no, even worse, Steve, Steve, Steve. Go find your old mic. <laughs> that is show. I'll just cut out the rest of his audio. <laughs> Joke, jokes on you. He did. Jokes on you. There's a non-zero chance he does that himself. <laughs> you're, you're right. I'm scared. Sorry, I had 500 episodes and I already shipped it on my, my laptop at school. <laughs> Steven, how's your hard drive space? Um, Not good, this, Captain. <laughs> this space remaining, 56 seconds, 55 seconds. <laughs> so, so do we want to, so I'm, I'm just going to quickly bring up two things about this directs because yeah, sure. uh, two things have come up on pre-orders that feel like they're going to happen tomorrow. So first one, and this, this, is, this is full cope. People are taking pre-orders for Metroid Prime 4 for 60 US dollars. It doesn't exist. But will it, ex- it, it might start existing tomorrow. You're, you know what? As, <laughs> Nintendo is so rogue, it would not surprise me to be like, oh yeah, Metroid Prime, all three of them, uh, buy it now. People, like, have been, 
Going back, to shit shit on Bloomberg, going back to shitting on Bloomberg for a second, they've been doing that rumor every year that any minute now, the Nintendo Switch is going to get the Metroid Prime trilogy as a remaster. And every year without fail, it never comes. Just like the Switch, right? I, I like how you say without fail, like there's any other option. <laughs> <laughs> the other option is that it comes out. No, nah, bro, I promise. Not every no. year, would it? No, bro, I promise. It's coming out this year, I swear. No, uh, this time, next time. I mean, tomorrow never comes. All right, and, and, and what, what's the second thing, Seth? What's the second thing? The, the second one, and, and excuse me if I get even more copy with this one, but <laughs> <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom uh, pre-orders went up and then got delisted, and that was for 70 US dollars. Now, now, why am I going to cope on this one? Because I think that it jumping to $70 means it's going to be a Switch exclusive version for $70. Yeah, I can see that. They 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 do that ten dollar next gen price bump. I've I've been I've been I've been saying this for for months. Switch two is gonna be the switch. You heard it here first. I am. You know what? I reckon he's he's gonna be like, nah, we're going back to the three DS. Four DS. It's just a switch, but they go the DS style where it's got the flip up cover with a second screen. Yeah, but the, but the second screen is but the second screen is another switch. The dock, the dock is like see-through, so you can see the screen of the switch while it's plugged into the dock. There we go, we've done it. <laughs> no, so what, what it really is, it's like an iPad in your hands, um, and then it projects on the screen. So you've got like the, the controller is like has a screen on it. And it goes and right you, back to Wii U. Yes, yeah, I was going to say we're going, going back to the Wii U route where you can just have the switch in your hand and use it as a second screen while you have the dock plugged in to use as the main console projecting to a TV. Well, Nintendo, uh, don't worry. If, if we've um, jumped any of the ideas that we're about to hear in the next 11 hours, uh, we're, we're reasonable. We'll take royalties. Uh, or you can just take Steve. Like, e- either or, really. Like, us, millions of dollars, or you just take Steve for, away from us. Like, I'm, I'm equally happy with either of those. Why? See, he, That's he's, why. Even getting that, ready that for his, he's even getting ready for his role in Mario. What do you mean? I thought but- he was voice acting Dumbledore. <laughs> No, no, Mario has Wahoo, Wahoo. Mario has Wahoo, and Steven has Wahey. Uh-huh. You reckon we, I can do a collaboration with that band, The Who? Wahoo, are you? Wahoo, wahoo. Right, we're on, we're on, we might be on to something. Hey, hey Steven, can you, do, can you do one more Wahey, but in the, uh, the old Yahoo ad fashion? <laughs> no. Death. That's for Rats. Patreon subscribers. Rats. He's on to me. Wait a second, we don't have a Patreon. Yep, that's hint, hint. If you think we should, write into us. <laughs> Steven, it's okay to beg Krispy Kreme for money, but we're not cri- uh, begging the audience for money. Oh, I just want you fuck, to make sure that you... you ain't, I gotta eat. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you get paid, sir. You do, a, you do at least a five-minute job of editing this podcast, and I'm sure it's uh, quality of some description. Um, it, it actually takes a couple of hours. Like, I'm, I'm sure editing hours. takes takes at least... Five minutes of your time, like at least. So he, he enhances all the ways and all the that guy's wife jokes, and then he just deletes the rest. Calls it a day. I like how it probably only takes Seth an hour to edit the podcast, but he has to just bring himself to do it because every time he gets to one of your bits, he has to just reset, calm himself down, and then push through. Because it's like so funny, you know he like he can't it takes, breathe. It takes like two to three hours, I think, to do the trimming. Uh, but yes, working working up the motivation takes the entire weekend. <laughs> Thank <laughs> working, you for your working, service. Working up the motivation to listen to Stephen's audio takes the entire weekend. 
Nice. It, it, it's gotten the the motivation has gotten better since he got a new microphone, but not by much. <laughs> but not by much. Now now yeah, I have to, can- now now I have to contend with the content of his audio. personality issue. Yeah, uh, good one. Right. Well, news done for another week. We have an audience question from uh ooh this one's is this one of your your friends Steve Fuckface McGee. Uh no, that doesn't sound like one of mine. You guys are my friends. God, you, you need better friends. Yeah, true. Anyway, uh, hey Kings, do you guys like to spend a lot of time customizing your characters when the option is available, or do you just go? Uh, do you just random and go? Uh, sincerely, Dan. Uh, hey Dan. Um, I I don't even go as far as randoming. I choose the the, the preset that's closest to my hair color and eye color, and I basically don't edit it. Um, mm, I used to when I was a bit younger. I used to go for. Uh, some may describe them as fairies. No, no, not <laughs> the opposite of fairies. Actually, completely bald. Um, ah, oh, fur less. I was going to say edgy. Edgy, edgy was the word I was looking for. Like, yeah. Oh got yeah, I remember doing edgy characters back in the day. Yeah. You got your spiky hair. You've got your scar over one eye. You got your horns um, in the WWE games. <laughs> I never played those games, but but now no, no, because that, that, that one's relatable. Um, but now I like to do the old self insert. So I try to try to get the. Well, it's, it's very hard for me to find a, a stereotypical white, average appearance. Yeah, it's weird because normally, there. normally there's not a, a character like customization option for dead reference. But I guess you know you gotta you gotta put yourself in there somehow. You know what I don't like though is when people make like intentionally ugly characters. That like takes me out of the game so fucking much. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, what do you mean? I feel like I'm oh, way to call me oh, my Street Fighter 6 character. Oh, that was a ugly scene. <laughs> ugly scene. I forgot about that. That shit's a war cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I, can't, I cannot remember which game it is, and it's got to come to me at midnight. I'm just going to start screaming. I'm going to command you guys to come record. Um, but it was a we game won't. me and my friend. Me, <laughs> it was a game that me and my friends were playing, um, and his custom character uh, was like Shrek, but it had blue skin. And so I had like my sort of normal sort of character and his is just like bright blue skin uh big ears a very long <laughs> nose and it was just like and it was one of those games where like in the cutscene it would display the character and it was just so fucking jarring and i was like couldn't take it seriously oh uh, okay actually I, I have i have two stories um two two stories on this one so i i make my character generic but that's because to me most of the time, the character is not seen. So, like, Need for Speed Unbound, it's a single-player game. I'm driving a car. I don't care about what I look like. I know there are cutscenes. I don't care. Um, but in Monster Hunter, I, again, don't really care what I look like. But it's very easy to play Fashion Hunter and put layered armor on. And so, in Monster Hunter World, uh, when they released the final update with the Fatalis, like, the end of the story arc sort of thing, there's a great cutscene where it's this big... Uh, Holy shit, Fatalis is real. He's here to like destroy destroy Castle Black again. Um, mobilize everyone. This is it. This is the big finale. And uh one of the layered armor sets uh I had access to um is <laughs> me in what's known as the buff body gamma uh layered armor, which just makes you look inhuman levels of ripped. Uh and a deer mask. And so they seamlessly blend together. So I look like a fawn, like, like the most jacked fawn you've ever seen. Um, and, I was, and I'm able to set it such that, like, you know, 
regular normal people might make the the buff body look like you know match their skin tone or be any other normal color i managed to get mine to to quickly cycle through just vibrant colors and so there's a moment in the cutscene, and there's a screenshot of it somewhere in a discord of uh it's a very far off shot you're doing the perspective of like look at these look at these tiny insignificant beings against this giant dragon and most of them are look kind of in place because it's a big castle and they're all wearing like battle armor and that sort of thing and then there's just this glowing, this fucking rainbow pony in the corner <laughs> cycling colors <laughs> trying to talk about how serious this threat is uh it's one of my favorite moments in monster hunter and the other one is um i i did go out of my way to make my character as as uh let's say distinctive as possible in saints row 3 where I made him super buff, bright green, gave him the Hulk pants, a cat in a hat hat, no pupils, and the, the like, Jason Statham voice. Um, and then decided what happens if I take the pants off, and then it's like, aha, there's the funny, blurry, um, like, uh, blurred patch where his crotch is. Um, and then I, I did that, and then went into the cutscene where Kenzie's hiding under a desk in a diner. And so I walk up fucking stark naked, crotch kind of near her face and <laughs> the 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 line is kinsey i i feel very awkward having this conversation in in context it's because kinsey's hiding under a, under the desk in a diner and making a scene but in reality it's because i'm the fucking shrek hulk standing naked in a diner talking to someone going through a panic attack but uh two moments that i think will stick with me uh, on uh, un until the day i die uh very very entertaining but otherwise i make a very generic character yeah, so, mm. so if you go back to episode 54, you can see that I have a lot of fun with character customize, uh, customizers, sometimes getting friends into the mix to go make atrocity and war crimes like I did in Street Fighter VI. But um, most of the time for, like, if it's going to be a game I'm playing a lot, like Monster Hunter, um, I'll either make a character, like, kind of based on myself like give it my, the same kind of skin color as me same hair color same eye color but then i'll like fantasize it a bit for to match that world or i'll just make a waifu depends how i'm yeah, feeling that day that's right yeah playing as a female character yeah yeah. But, but you, they, yeah that usually used to when i was an edgy teenager used to trigger me in ways that uh an edgy teenager would get triggered and then one of my friends one time, because I was making fun of him for doing it, and he's like, "Oh, so you'd rather um, stare at a man's ass for eighty hours?" And after that, I've just done a lot of like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I play a woman to look at her ass for eighty hours instead of a man's ass for eighty hours trick." Yeah. But, but then as soon as he said it to me, I'm like, "Hmm, maybe I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should stop." And it, that, that's it. And then I was like, "You know what? Let's just let's people role play as they do." But usually. I do sort of make it a self-insert character, uh, and if I do go and replay the game, I'll either uh, do something weird or I'll uh, do, like, the opposite gender. Girl characters always get the best outfits to dress up. They Barbie. Well, not they, make they them the Barbie. They unironically do. Yeah. Oh, well. But, yeah, no, I like to have fun with the character customizer. Some, I don't spend hours in it, but maybe 20 to 30 minutes tops I think I've hit. My most hated part is like a Skyrim, and it's like, oh, first person, I can't see myself. Yeah, um, yeah. No, those, those are those are the worst ones. Yeah, like, w w why make me customize? I'm not going to be able to see myself. Mirrors haven't been invented. Just give me a little Doom guy in the bottom of the screen. Yeah, anyway, thanks for riding in, Dan. Be going for beers on Friday? 
I'll see you there. Is, is this episode going to be out before Friday? Oh, it'll, shit. Be, it'll be another Friday that they can go out. I don't know. Once a day, kind of go out. Once a day. <laughs> Once a Friday. No, look, just message me when you get this, Dan. If you don't message me, I know you won't listen. If you'd right. like to um, invite me out to drinks, write in. I'm happy to go anywhere. <laughs> happy to hang out with people. The pandemic's got them all worked up. Oh, no, because well, my lower back, I literally haven't left the house uh, in about a week. So if anybody wants to hang out with me, just knock on my door. I'm relaxing the rule on uh, people showing up without um, prior notice for the next couple of days. So feel free just to drop in. Would you like to give us your address so you, we can drop in? No. <laughs> Be spotted? No, thank you. I'm not that desperate for human attention. What, Man, that was really he, sad. Can we? Come on, he, cut us. Hey, hey, let's go back to the funny stuff. Yeah, come on, Pat, get rid of us. Get, cut us out. He's gone another week without doxing himself. He's, a, he's still surviving longer than Josh ever did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's true. That's, that's fair. Um, right, well, yeah, thank you for writing in, Dan. Uh, if you or someone that you know has a question you think that we could answer, not, not necessarily should, just if you think it might be kind of funny, um, Don't send us your homework. I'm not answering that. <laughs> no, send that to ChatGPT. Um, send it to me we... and I'll do the math wrong. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you did that before in your section. <laughs> that, that, that's the joke, Stephen. Uh, yeah. I love good callbacks that I get. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we're on Facebook, Fast Travel Lounge, Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's, at least for now. Elon might change that. Who knows? Um, and good old fosterlounge at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, feel free to give us a comment, like, subscription, something on your preferred platform of choice, because that helps us. Um, absolutely, just drop the average IQ of the population. Uh, just just one listener at a time, and I think that's our goal. Make everyone hey, Steve. Comment your favorite Steve catchphrase. Let, let's. This might don't, be the thing of the year. He just sticks to that forever. Yeah. Nah, you what should get- you do, don't tell him that it's a, that guy's wife joke. <laughs> that guy's wife. Well, hey, Jake. Yeah, don't I'll find anyone. That, that really quick. sets him off. Anyway. Uh, I fucking love Star Wars. <laughs> I fucking love Star Wars. <laughs> I get that. Man, we should guys stop me from that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it brings us- <laughs> He's back at it. To the end- Oh, episode 59. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Happy Wahoo!